You are listening to the Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp at SwordChomp.com. We know your life is precious and time is valuable. So thank you for making our show part of your day. Hopefully we can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. Chomp Cast gives you double life experience points. It's true. Just see what happens after you listen to the show. Every show is streaming and downloadable at SwordChomp.com. Of course, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, every major podcast outlet. Head on over to iTunes if you can as well and give us a five-star rating. Subscriptions and ratings really help uh, us climb the charts and meet a bunch of new chompers. And we'll highlight this later, but you can also go to Patreon.com SwordChomp to become a VIP chomper and support us there. The flood of memes have started. A flood of memes barreling through your internet connection like the hordes of swarming infected freakers from Sony's zombie epic Days Gone. All of one person out there appreciated that reference, and that one person was Shay Layton. I understood it, but I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> I understood it, and I don't appreciate Rich for saying he didn't appreciate it. I told you, I, I think that game is fine. <laughs> We, uh, we'll try to do a lack of appreciation for each other all show today. Um, <laughs> it resembles binders, futuristic dystopian buildings and skyscrapers, and most importantly, vaginas? Oh, lots of vaginas. My favorite meme being the Sharon Stone from Basic Instinct with her legs spread, that infamous scene revealing her very own perfectly trimmed PS5. We finally have the PlayStation 5 reveal, and we will discuss the entire conference for the topic of the show this week. It is going to be legendary. But no, that's not all. We have a bunch of topics we're going to discuss this week, uh, games we've been playing. It's going to seem very random. Final Fantasy IX? Monsters of the Deep? Another Final Fantasy fishing game? Time Lie? Trover Saves the Universe in VR? Uh, and we got a bunch of fun polls to catch up on, like Space Force, the big debut from the creators of The Office, Patreon polls, VR porn impressions, and more. You don't want to miss it. This is going to be one for the record, especially because we were gone last week. Let's get to some intros. I, I kind of want to miss it if we're going to be talking about PS5 vagina memes, but to be Shay, honest with you. You played the best Final Fantasy. You can't miss that. Oh, so yeah, now you think nine is the best, Rich? Nine is one of my favorites. I'm always going to use hyperbole when I'm talking like this, but nine is absolutely <laughs> is one of my favorites. Seven's your favorite, well, six your favorite, nine's your favorite. How many favorites you got? I think I told it's, you before, my top three in no particular order are seven, six, nine. I've definitely said that on this show before. In no particular order. I'm going to yeah. hold you to that. Nice. Okay. Now, I, I think you're going to be disappointed that you're not going to be around for that conversation then, Rich. <laughs> yeah, it's going <laughs> to suck, isn't it? <laughs> Rich leaving in an hour. That's very sad. Rich, you're like my. Uh, you're from. Uh, Rich is here from New York, by the way. The one and only Rich Meister. Um, he's got some obligations about an hour, but he wanted to be here. Rich, you're like my. Um, what's that term? You're like my VR porn. No, we use different headsets. No. Oh. oh, you have to. Oh, you have to use the same headset. He's a Sherpa, not a. No, I yeah. was the Sherpa. I'm the VR. Oh well. I'm not a VR porn you, Sherpa, but I could be now. You messaged me to learn how USBs work, so I don't know oh. if you're really the Sherpa <laughs> of anything. <laughs> that can't be true. I don't think that happened. That's kind um, of the way I interpreted what happened. I feel like Morgan was getting shirped in that situation. <laughs> he was receiving the Sherping. Yeah, he, he, I was the I Sherpa, the he was the Sherpy. <laughs> That's right. 
I uh, love a good sh- look, sh- Rich. If I can't figure out how to work a USB, how am I going to work? Figure out how to, this whole sex thing works. All right, I that's the the main problem. That's that's why they have porn. It's instructional. Thanks for being here, Rich. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I you're going to hope it's sad that you have to miss that because there's one. You're the only person in this whole world I know that's also tried VR porn, and yet you're leaving. You're the only person I know that's played Trover Save the Universe, and you're leaving. And you love Final Fantasy Nine, and you're leaving. You're just leaving me here. I'm yeah. Rich, how does it feel to be one of only two people to have a porn category just for you? How does that feel? Uh, yeah, it's a crazy world. It's, it really is a shame, though, Shay. Like Morgan said, that there is not another human being on the earth that could possibly relate to that. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. No, that I have met. That I have met. But I know they're out there. Actually, that's not true. I've, my DMs have been flooding this week. As well, get your story me. straight. Um, Shay yeah. Layton is here from Japan, the professor... Uh, also shirtless like me. I see on the webcam. We're we're shirtless. We're shirtless. Look at that. I'm shirtless. This is a tattoo. <laughs> we are not. <laughs> is there a reason you keep thinking that's a thing that he just watched the league right he now? Was, he went to his word of the day at Urban <laughs> Dictionary. That's that's where you got his word of the day today. It's mm. gonna be but, stuck in our listeners' head for no, a dude. Time. It's it's so hot in Japan right now. Um, and this is kind of information for you guys as much as it is for our listeners. There's like this unofficial fifth season in Japan. I can't remember the name of it right now. Toyotathon. No. Um, <laughs> good guess. Um, because I'm terrible Japanese studier, but basically it's just super humid and it just pisses rain for like weeks or a month. So oh, every day this week, the second I step out of my living area, because that's where my AC unit is, I just feel this huge blanket of wet and muggy and it's miserable so mississippi <laughs> so it, yeah. is it really just no, like you're just, japan's you're just, you're rainy discovering season? discovering the middle of the earth is what you're, you're <laughs> yeah you've been it, up in the it, north for so long yeah no exactly no it's yeah it, it's like that rich it's absolutely miserable yesterday i went and played basketball with my students and i was like i wore i put a bandana on that way like my hair because my hair's thinning out. I don't mind talking about that. It's just like, it, it, it'll get matted together. And then I, I really look like I'm fucking balding if I don't do that. So I wear this bandana. And just the back of it, like where I tied it off, was just dripping sweat. Just because, it, and I barely ran yesterday, but it was so hot. And the second you step out of the gymnasium, like you step out to the outside world and it's still humid out there, but it feels like, all the humidity was just trapped indoors. And that, it's, that's how I that's how I know uh, you're a teacher, Shay, because you're the only person I know that uses the word gymnasium instead of gym. <laughs> well, I, I mean, they call it arena, but I I, I know that's for, way cooler. You should call it that arena. Yeah, well, that's if cool. I call if I call it arena, you guys are gonna think we're beating the shit out of each other. Well, immediately, <laughs> I'd be like, like are you, what yeah. are you a fucking gladiator? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. About to get derez. Oh well, thanks for being here, Shay. Uh, we had a lot of fun talk about with you. Joshua Fowler's here as well. The Space Cowboy joined me live on the stream yesterday during the PlayStation Five reveal. Spike uh, Spiegel. <laughs> I, I, you guys will. Josh is trying to make waves as being the first uh, internet personality to proclaim the remote as the game of the show with the PS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the PS- All about that remote, aren't you, Josh? I am. I mean, it may not be necessary if they manage to actually fix their controller batteries, but I don't know that that That's future true. might be too far away. <laughs> <laughs> no, although technology went into that ergonomic shape. 
Hmm. Uh, that uh, the ergonomic shape of a thing you'll never actually hold. Well, uh, I'll still at least give it I'll to Sony it. for putting rechargeable batteries in their controllers because, like I said, I'm not sure why Microsoft is so intent on keeping Duracell in business. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's a dark, some sort of dark connection there between Microsoft and Duracell. Somebody uh, look into this. <laughs> Somebody find it. Rich, you're the you're the journalist here. Do some investigative reporting. I guess it's been a while. <laughs> It's been a while since I've, like, followed a lead. I know. Those, those days are behind you. Now you're like us, a bunch of us schmoes. We don't, I used to make that. phone calls. <laughs> phone calls. But, no, Josh, seriously, was that's what I loved about our stream, how different our personalities were. That clip will be infamous now with me losing my <laughs> shit, Josh saying it was garbage, and then Josh proceeding to get really excited about the remote for the next several minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's like that was just a beautiful encapsulation of our... <laughs> Remotes are cool, man. Uh-huh. I don't even remember the remote for, for any of the PlayStation systems. I'm being genuine. I don't remember a remote of any kind. Well, it was never really a pack-in. I had yeah. the remote for the PS2. Yeah, there was a PS2 remote, and then uh-huh. uh, I think the PS3 came out with a remote, but it was like it was always optional. Yeah. Um, My favorite bit uh-huh. of the PS2 one is like at the bottom where it had all the like face buttons for the actual PlayStation, and I was mm-hmm. like, what am I going to fucking play Spyro the Dragon on this? Are you people high? Mm-hmm. That would be weird. Um, Announcing our new stream series where Josh and I play games with the PlayStation 2 remote. Well, there's oh, like yeah. that guy who who beat Dark Souls with the Donkey Kong controller. Do you remember that? Yeah, that hero. Yeah, mm-hmm. that the hero of our time. We um, salute you, sir. Yes. Oh, they, I'm not used to seeing everyone salute Can we insert uh, like proud to be an American right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of salute, I'm General hero. Mountain Time. Uh, General Mountain Time, my name is Morgan here from Montana, and we are talking PlayStation 5 reveal first today as a topic of the show. Now, me and Josh were live on stream, so I want to get the quick... Wait, I'm really sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Morgan. I had You're a quick fine. question. Are we not here to discuss the KF console? I thought that's what we were assembling for, the new KFC console uh. that they just recently announced. Yeah, did I misread the email? Shay and I have been buzzing about this all day. We were so excited to get here. We held back our impressions from each other so yeah. we could get them fresh on this podcast. Yeah. I told you guys, I'm not supporting a thing it they do. It has 11 herbs and face buttons. <laughs> Man, like it, like, it can cook the meat to perfection while uh. you're cooking bad guys. In your favorite first-person shooter. What's not to love about that? That's a weird term for killing people, cooking, isn't it? Did you know they got rid of (laughs) potato wedges? Did they really? Mm, Yeah, they they had been uh, testing regular fries, regular seasoned fries. um, And now they're pulling potato wedges and going full ahead with the Hmm. the Colonel's... I, I think that's the fries. right choice. I yeah, think that's, that's the right choice. That's really going to anger their two, fran- two fans who are just really, really into the whole mushy... Steak fries thing, you know, yeah. yeah. Soggy it's not potatoes. for me. That, that, makes, that makes one of those two people me because I'm fucking <laughs> pissed about that. I fucking love those potato wedges, actually. Well, the it's corners, not, like, the, 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 the bits on the ends that get nice and crunchy were, yeah. were, 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 oh were great. God. I hate, look, I don't want to chew, have to chew my food that much, is mm. the thing. That's so, why I just get mashed potatoes. That's why I get gullet. the mashed potatoes. Mm. That's right. I'm like a pelican with those wedges. Well, anyway. they, still have, they still have mashed potatoes there, so you can always get yeah. those and just kind of shape them into a little wedge yourself and yeah, but li- those, live that Those life. are just like... Sh- Anyways, sorry. Unless you're driving, those are always the choice anyway. <laughs> you didn't get um, sidetracked. Sorry, Morgan. Go ahead. I just started thinking of like a... 
like how erotic the whole pelican eating is. Nah, I still got um, like thirty minutes. Go crazy. No, no, God damn it! Side. <laughs> um. So, the, but in all seriousness, uh, Rich and Shay, you didn't. You know, our first impressions were were all over the social media, but you guys uh, took it differently. How did Rich? How did you absorb the news? Was it a, a picture, a video? It was a friend. How um, did you first? Absorb I it? stayed away from it for the most part because, as you know, I wanted to join you and Josh on stream, but uh, I was working until the, the stream started at four p.m. my time, and I was working until five. Um, so basically, I kind of went like dark for that last hour of work because that's typically the busiest time for me at the office anyway. Um, and then I just watched the VOD when I got, uh, home that, that evening. Okay. So you didn't spoil it for yourself. You watched it in the pure, the pure Not way. that like, I wasn't avoiding it. Like if I saw it, I saw it on Twitter or something, but I was just like, I'm going to go home and watch the whole thing anyway, because I kind of wanted to see if I would, mi you know, sometimes you just read like a real recap and you miss like little things here and there yeah. that you might've been yeah. interested like, in. Yeah. Throughout the show, they were like literally just doing this weird, like visual presentation buildup in between the, the trailers of like the, yeah. the logo the button all that. it was weird they were they were teasing us but i mean honestly for me like at that point i was like i could see what the console looks like with a quick google search i just i wanted to see the games that was what i cared about more than anything anyway mm -hmm. uh but i need to know what you thought of the uh the console because everyone's got a hot take yeah i love the that the the new console is the top of cell's head i think it's really cool there you go. Well, Dragon Ball Z, of course. Yeah, Ooh. I think it, I've like it's not like the design like wowed me to death. I'm like, yeah, it looks fine. They went a little like abstracty with it, which <laughs> I think I think was almost smart in a sense. Not that they could have planned this, because by comparison, it makes the shell for the Xbox look so fucking boring. Yeah, and weirdly enough, Josh was talking about this on the stream, but I actually got some documents about the size. That thing is actually the biggest console to date. It's vastly larger than the and the, the pointiest. Which is it's hard to tell on that stream because Josh was looking at the controller and he was like, that doesn't look like it's that big. But I, I got some size specs and it's it's like a monolith compared to every console that they had like a chart with every single console lined up. And it was significantly bigger. Yeah, it's great. I'll just send um, it to you guys. And, and what I'm more interested in terms of the actual hardware, like I think I voiced this to you guys privately afterwards is I intend to get the one with the disk drive because as everybody who listens to the show probably knows, I get physical whenever I can. And physical. games are get games are getting harder too these days, big. But... <laughs> yeah, Game physical. Um, games are also getting too big, uh, in my opinion, to like rely just on digital with a lot of this shit. Um, and, and I, you're a pugilist as well. Exactly. Ex you you finally get it. That is where I started in FF14. <laughs> yeah. uh, I totally get it. Yeah, here you are on the same page. Here, I'm just curious what the price spec on those SKUs is going to be. Like, I think. And Josh voiced a similar opinion when I brought this up privately. Unless the difference is at least $100, it doesn't seem like it makes sense to manufacture two different consoles. Yeah. I would imagine it's going to be pretty significant. Um, Shay, what was your first... Uh, okay, Shay, what was your hot take? Where were you when you saw it? What was going through your brain? Let's hear it. I was at my sink. Uh, I believe I was putting face lotion moisturizer. On my face as I was watching you guys stream, mm. uh, and jo I I remember the thing popping up, and Morgan's like, "Oh my god!" and I was like, "Oh my god!" and then <laughs> and then Josh was like, "This is so dumb!" and then I was like, "Oh my god, Josh!" So you and muted I, it at this point, <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck these guys! I hate them!" No, but I like in all seriousness, I was like, hey, "You know what? I kind of like that design because it's like." 
Granted, I thought it looked a little bit like a sandwich, but it kind of has this like future architecture esque vibe to it. Um, yeah. And yeah, I own a router. <laughs> it does <laughs> until you turn it sideways, like everyone will, and then it yeah doesn't yeah, look like anything. Then it looks like a lump. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> like when it's standing up, it looks great. Um, in my opinion, and I know. A lot of people are going to be like, you, sir, have no taste. And you're right. I do not have any taste, but I still love the way that this console looks. I just I don't know what it is. Like Morgan said something along the lines of like when he was a child and he imagined like the future of what consoles looked like, that it would look mm. something along those lines. And that's kind of how I felt, too, to be honest, when I saw it. With I think the it's sharp exciting. edges and the white aesthetic and all that. I think you're one, yeah. you're both 100 percent on point with that right and it's like the blue the blue matched in there with that as well i i i don't know i just i think it looks really cool um i don't like i think the memes are hilarious anyone who's mad about it i don't really get <laughs> they it are great. they are great they are great yeah they are and i don't i don't i don't see why anyone would be mad about it it's it's, yeah. it's a console i mean like I, have you not seen some of the ridiculous consoles we've come from i mean like I, yeah yeah i i was surprised that Go ahead, honestly our Say it. what's the what's the most what's the ugliest console in history? Like um, okay, so to be straight and like this is no shade because this is my favorite console of all time. I've told you guys about this. The Sega Genesis with the little master system adapter attachment on it is fucking terrible looking. It really is. Because like you uh, have the, the Sega Genesis, you have the little cartridge on the like back right hand side where you or the cartridge insert where you put those all in, and then you have this massive I don't even know what shape it is. It's yeah. I don't know what fucking shape that is, but then you insert it and it looks like a tumor. Like your second Genesis is growing a yeah. tumor. Um, Which, yeah, it was so awesome. Yeah. It, it was like, I still have those. I fucking, I love awesome those. Tumor. But yeah. It's, um, it's weird. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I think that's, what's cool about it is it makes you like, when you look at it, you're like, what the, see, honestly, one thing I started doing, because I, I, I know you guys are saying it's easier to turn it sideways if you have, like, a sleek entertainment center like I do downstairs. But what I found is that with systems I like standing up, I actually just put them next to the TV on the very top shelf. Of the, so, like, this one will be in my room. It won't matter. It'll be my studio. So I will keep it up. But it does look a little weird sideways. I'm not going to lie. Sideways, to me, kind of ruins the, the, the monolithic wonder of it. You know what's yeah, crazy? And- they they flip flopped almost like the PS4 looks weird if you stand it up, and now the PS5 is gonna look weird if you lay it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good, point. Hmm. very good point. And the thing to consider too is that, um, like, granted, especially for Morgan, for you, is that if you have small children, um, then you're gonna want to lay it on its side because otherwise that shit's getting knocked over, over quick. Yeah. And it's like well, if you're gonna be game. prompted to lay it on its side, then um it's gonna it's gonna look funky yeah it's gonna look funky but like i just tase my kids when they where are the vents on it i don't think i saw where the fan uh it looked like the like whole exhaust. top was vent yeah they said josh was were... worried about the ventilation but on its well, side it well, does no, that's what i'm proper... saying on its side it looks like it was gonna be an issue for ventilation because it looks like the whole top was basically open um, yeah. yeah, well, it's yeah. So, so the stand changes when you place it on its side, and the, the, it does vent properly from the side. I was reading about it today, so that's not going to be a concern. The which is stand cool. isn't where it vents from, but... No, I mean, it changes how you can... Because they made two different stands for it, so you can set it sideways. Um, so the fan is not... like I guess, I guess what he's saying is there's a stand setting, basically, 
so it's lifted so the fan isn't like so pressed against okay. the yes. so it's still getting circulation yes. like underneath it yeah. and stuff okay yeah that that makes sense um but yeah anyways it's cool to see i was surprised our audience was as high on it as it was honestly we live in a world where people are split on everything i was shocked that 75% of our ad- sword chomp instagram audience 75 and it was higher when i stopped the polling it was like 77 were like thumbs up as opposed to thumbs down i i was surprised about that because that was just about the design nothing it's a weird thing to get mad about (laughs) i know i know it's about the games which we're going to talk about right now um boom that was basically an e3 press conference it felt like an e3 press conference for all intents and purposes it was it was i mean i like the the thing that was nice is that um and this is this is like no shade being thrown at you morgan but like I remember earlier in the year when you were really pissed off and frustrated and you were uh, manufacturing your rage there for a little while. And it's good to see that you kind of came around because like watching you actually, you and Josh stream it while I was getting ready for work, it seemed like you guys were genuinely excited. The same level of excitement was there and you guys still enjoyed it regardless. I think, I don't know, like I still that I still think that harkens back to the conversation we had earlier where I think this is kind of going to be the future direction but it was nice to see that they were still able to pull off that level of enjoyment and hype for for what they were talking about all the new releases the new console information all of it yeah, they were still able to pull off that level of hype i think yeah yeah to play devil's advocate against myself it did feel just like a and that's why i said the last thing i said to you guys we talked about it several weeks ago was like if they can make it feel like e3 press conferences then i'll, I'll be happy and i was it to me i love e3 but that, that felt like e3 the only difference is like you don't mm-hmm. wake up the next day and go "Ooh, now we get to watch microsoft then you wake up the next day and go "Ooh, now we get to watch nintendo you know what i mean like it's not that constant barrage from all sides uh, yeah but i kind of like that because it, you instead of to breathe. Get, well exactly that's exactly what i was going to say we we're going to be able to sit down Fuck we're going to be able to process it for a few days and think about it and i think that's going to be good for the consumer and in some ways bad for the developer because look at the way spider-man has been handled um like people have been going back and forth and they're like wait is this a standalone game? Yeah, they're um, freaking it, yeah. Or is this a, you know, is this an add-on? Is this DLC? It is, we know pe- now. <laughs> well, yeah, but people spent, like, what, 12 hours arguing about it? Yeah, like... Well, yeah, they, so they weren't that, clear on it. And, no, they weren't, and so yeah. it's going to be bad it's gonna be bad. unfortunately, they decks. clarified it. Well, Sony said one thing, and Somniac <laughs> said a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still yes. very excited for that game in particular. Yeah, and there, there are going to be some growing pains. I mean, this is the first time that, in my knowledge, that Sony has completely revealed all of their information from an E3-style conference at once. So there are going to be some growing pains. There, There's probably miscommunication there. Not a huge deal. I know the internet was freaking out, but, like, we're in a pandemic. There's not much else to do. So what I love about since Shay started running Twitter, which I love because he does a great job running the Sword Chomp Twitter, almost once a week now, Shay will tell me things that the internet is freaking out about that I'm unaware of because I'm not on Twitter that much. And I'm just like, I didn't know that people were losing their shit on Twitter over this Spider Man thing. Dude, um, yeah. I mean, like, if you guys want, I'll, I'll start. I try not to excite Morgan. Of. It just, it's, uh, don't, <laughs> I don't know how good it is for his health. It's yeah, true. It's, it's bad. I don't think I could have been more excited yesterday on that stream. Good God. I, that's that was that's the thing people have to learn about me is that like 
even halfway through the conference, I wasn't even <laughs> the games were like whatever. I was just happy to be there. I was having a good time. Um, they did end on a couple strong notes for me, but let's get to Spider Man first because you brought it up. Sure. And I know Rich is going to be sad if we can't talk about Spider Man. I fucking so, love Spider Man. How do you feel about. So, yeah, it, it's being compared more along the lines of like a Lost Legacy, Uncharted sort of standalone yeah, thing. Um, I, I get like the reason people are like kind of like about that. But the thing is to me, if it sets things up properly, because for anyone who's not familiar with it, the subtitle is Spider Man Miles Morales. Because you are playing as Miles Morales, um, who, you know, him becoming the second Spider-Man was very much set up in that first game. The thing to me, if this sort of uh, smaller scale adventure is handled properly, and the sequel, like I kind of assumed it was going in, is swapping back and forth between Miles and Peter Parker, then I'm totally down for that. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Miles is more than deserving of his own adventure. They showed off, I think, appropriately in that trailer. If you look really quick, it looks like they're implementing his extra powers into it because they're people who aren't super familiar with Spider-Man. Miles Morales has more powers than Peter Parker. Um, uh, more? Is his, is his spider more powerful? Is his he, spider more fucked up? Well, well he, got, always, he got bitten by a radioactive Spider-Man, not a radioactive spider. Yeah, so, it's, <laughs> so it's totally no. different. Yeah. Um, well, no, basically, the way I always frame it to people is when Miles Morales was created by comic book artists, they're like, man, we know a lot more about spiders now. So they just gave him extra yeah. powers. That makes sense. Like, he well, has a I, camouflage ability. He has this sort of spider venom ability. He, he's a more tricked out Spider-Man. Th- there's good and bad to this in my eyes. I'm not as big of a Spider-Man fan as you guys are, but or a fan as you guys are. But I will say it got me more interested in Spider-Man Lord when I played the first game. I finished it, which is more than I can say about 90% of superhero games, comic book games, and um, and every time. And th- I had a lot of frustrations with it, but like I stuck it through, I, and I think it was a really good game. I really do. Um, just flying around that city felt great. My 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 biggest concern with this is that you're gonna have another Spider-Man game, and let's assume that it's pretty good, um, standalone kind of a thing, and then the eventual sequel will come out in a year or two, and maybe there'll be a little more, less of that wonder that came from, you know, because you had the surprise of the first game is gone, then you had this game people are going to play, and then you're already on your third one in like, you know, four-ish years. So you I'm just saying... Say that of anything, though. It, well, and I'm just saying, for me, I do feel a level of fatigue with franchises like that. Um that that's a, it could be a concern maybe not maybe not um the positive is <laughs> well this is true um the positive is that it's not rushing into the sequel because there's no way in hell the sequel is going to be ready this year and it was going to be any damn good well, no, there's no I th- way i think it's clear that it totally made sense to do something like this because they said they've made changes to the engine for ps5 to like utilize these faster load times and stuff like that it's true. They made this huge model of New York City in engine. They did all this work. If they can, you know, make a campaign that's focused around Miles reusing a lot of those assets, I think they're well served to do so. Yeah. You think he's going to feel I'm budgety? really, in, I'm looking forward to seeing him try to, you know, prevent the moon from crashing into New York City in you know, three days. <laughs> oh, the classic, <laughs> the classic move, you know, mm-hmm. stopping um. his uncle from being a really weird supervillain, the classic Miles Morales tale. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That is a very interesting and strong way to open a press conference, but um, the, the nature of that game, it is fascinating to see what it's going to be. 
I don't know why people would condemn it without knowing enough about it. That seems because silly. people suck. Well, I'm a people. You suck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think some of, some of the condemnation, just to like comment on that, is well founded. Which is, I think Austin Walker mentioned this on Twitter, like revealing that this isn't a full game. He said, like when it comes to like the black protagonists, like oh, of course we're always the freedom cry, never yeah. a full game. Like, and I'm like, I, you're not, I, you're not wrong. I see. Yeah, I thought that too. Kind of bummed me out. That um, was the main thing to me. Yeah, I, I like, would have been completely miles. down for a full game. Of this. If this were the full sequel, I would have been over the moon because yeah. Miles is more than worthy as a character to carry his own full-on sequel. Mm-hmm. Spider Gwen. Um, okay, well, that it does seem like a very interesting thing. It's coming out this year, so we're going to get to talk about it either way. Yeah, I um, think they said holiday. Yes. Holiday 2020. Um, uh, I know that some of you here will be appreciate this. Um, but Rich, before you go, I want to make sure we at least talk about Resident Evil Village. Sure. Which is interesting. What a um, sweet reveal! That what was an ugly sick. looking game. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell uh, if you're joking or serious, Rich. I I'm excited for it still, but like, there's something about I don't know if it was the tinge to the trailer. Like parts of it just looked kind of fuzzy and weird, and maybe that's because yeah. they're still retrofitting it for VR. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that. Yeah, I could. I could see that being the case, but like, I'm talking about. The reveal, I'm talking about the vibe of the trailer was awesome. That whole vibe was like and way different than I expected out of a sequel. Like, granted, not a true sequel, but a sequel to Resident Evil 7. Like, that was way out of left field. And, uh, I mean, it's also strange to think, like, that leaked a while ago, and all the strangest things from that rumor ended up being true. Mm, like, yeah. like, it's called Resident Evil Village. There are werewolves. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> all the weirdest shit ended up being in that trailer. That's one of yeah. the... F- I'm going to have to post that video next week, like, being there with Josh, and I'm just like, Josh, I think this... Is this what I think it is? Is this what I think it is? Yeah. And then, like, cause, and then it was just, like, Village, and then 8, and I was like, oh, shit! Um, I have to say field, though, okay. I'm still not sold on the whole village. Is like that is the least. Like it's not the village, not the, like just village as a it, tagline is the, very I strange. Bit, I was it confused takes place about the in a village though. I was well, I was confused about the title because like the trailer doesn't really show that. It feels like you're in the woods and like you encounter two cabins and that was it. You're at Dracula's the village. Ca- Dracula's castle is more kind of what they showed there. Yeah. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. That too. Even, and yeah. Village is gonna yeah. Interesting title, but I'm sure there's we'll a see. village around Dracula's castle. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Dracula Village. Mm-hmm. For me as as someone who Dracula Village. That's the one I'm the most excited about, but I'm also probably the most concerned about because i was thinking about this the other day in my car as i was uh driving around after the reveal and i was just high on so the other day being yesterday on pcp yes yesterday (laughs) uh last night actually i went to work right after the thing um is that every time there's an amazing resident evil game two four and seven they all get progressively worse after that there's always a misstep in between yeah, those like, and they're not always bad. Like three to Code Veronica are not anywhere near as bad as like six. You are know? you sure? Code Veronica is pretty bad. Uh, but like, so I'm people just thinking keep thinking my head, they like, like it and they're wrong. Well, I think, but compared to Final Fantasy or to to not Final, but to to five and six, right after RE4. Oh yeah, I, and I don't even six think six is horrendous. Five's not 
even necessarily bad gameplay wise. It's such a weird tonal misstep. It's yeah, it's like an like, action game. Yeah. I had plenty of fun playing that with um a friend of mine. Co op. And yeah. if yeah, and if it had been called anything other than Resident Evil, I would have been so into it. Yeah. Mm. And it's gonna be interesting because I know that from what what little I've read that they're talking about how this one is gonna be more focused on action than seven and it's gonna be more focused on it seems like, like a mistake. Yeah, uh, yeah, because like uh, like with well, you mean the, the part world of seven that, that didn't work. <laughs> Well, the what the world that they're building or that they've shown, like it would be such a good, like actual not atmospheric, legit, thing. well atmospheric Pure sequel to Seven. Like yeah. yeah, exactly. Like they could do so much with that, and if if they turn it into an action game, it's going to be so disappointing. Like it because, is. It is. like I'm sure it'll still be good in some regards, but it's going to be disappointing in what like the potential it has and what it could do mm-hmm. but it, it isn't out yet yeah. so i will i will i will Can't reserve the next my trailer. expectations we, we've heard your cries more guns <laughs> <laughs> this oh, time God. your arms are shotguns really bad joke um <laughs> wow they're just like the u.s oof. government yeah it's um, just like joe biden <laughs> My uh, my favorite take I've seen on that trailer is I saw a comment on I can't remember whose feed it was but I was dying at this where it was like go play RE one six and then this and try and tell me how these games take place in the same universe. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. And well, you know what's weird is that right when they said at the beginning like oh the, his story needs to finish. Although I'm gonna tell you that they killed Mia in the trailer and I was like what the fuck I love Mia they got a killer in the trailer god damn it. So that that was kind of upsetting because I thought they were going to do some interesting like r- dynamic there with like him and his wife. You know, assuming you got the good ending in Resident Evil, that's what this is building. Well, the, off the of. game ends a lot earlier if you didn't get the good end. Yeah, it you know it does it does, and it, that's fucking tragic. Um, anyways, uh, but I'm trying to think of the big ones I'm talking about. Rich for these. Oh, this is crazy. Astro's Playroom. Is I know you guys may think, oh, what is this? No, this actually sounds amazing. Every PS5 is going to come with this preloaded. Hey, I don't know if you know this. The PS4 did that too, but it was just called Playroom. And it wasn't like I I'm not super familiar with Playroom, but um I know the general concept of it. It's kind of the same thing. These games kind might be a little bit more involved. I don't know. Well, from what I, I was think, reading and, yeah. and watching, it looks like they're like it's four worlds. It's basically Astrobot without VR. Um, we don't know if it's not VR compatible yet, but it's basically Astrobot. I bet you it will be. And it, and it, it was talking about it taking you through the processes of the machine, like what it can do and shit like that. Like it's kind of the cool. features. It's kind of cool. It's a world inside your console. It was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. It reminded me, like, Sports, watching that but... trailer, it kind of reminded me of Jumping Flash. I, I don't know. Yeah. It kind of gave me those vibes. You'd probably love Astrobot, Shay. It's a shame I, you'd never go. Oh, I'm I sure you would. played it at your house, Morgan. You, you played Astrobot here? At your house. Oh, damn. I remember you playing Moss and... Uh... I played Astrobot for over an hour at your house. Sorry, oh, okay. he was really high. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm not going to out what you were probably doing during that time. but It, it, was, a, it, was, a, it was a long time ago. Dude, That's good. I didn't yeah. know that. We, we all know what so it was now. I mean, I did know that, but I probably forgot. He was looking at um, Pel- he was looking at pelican porn. Mm. But he really likes yeah. when they stick their spine up through their throat. Yeah, <laughs> no, like it was interesting. It like I said, it gave me jumping flash vibes, but it it kind of to me looked like Little Big Planet 
uh, in 3D. Mm. That seems like a fair assessment. I, I think that they're, what Sony's going to do is they're going to try to make Astrobot like they're, it seems like they're trying to make Astrobot their leading mascot with this generation. I don't know if they'll be able to do it, but I, I hope that they can because Astrobot is charming and adorable and that VR game is amazing, but only such a small percentage of the audience actually played it. So if they're going to pack a game with Astrobot into every PS5 and people are going to play that day one, that's going to be huge. Yeah. It's going to be huge it's for It's going to be such a hard decision. The- Deciding between that and uh, GTA Five, which is also free and on your console. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! That, that was like, fu- <laughs> that game is becoming Skyrim at this point of how Dude, often it's mm-hmm. ported to everything. The best meme I saw was like a trilogy back in my day, and it was like uh, GTA Three, Vice City, San Andreas, and there was like a trilogy now, and it was just GTA Five three times. We added first person one. Um, so- like one thing I do want to say that I like about this Astrobot move, like the game may not necessarily be more catered to me, but I've noticed within the past few months, and I don't know if this is due to the pandemic or if it's just a trend that's happening. It seems like a lot of companies are starting to really focus on mascots again. Um, because if we, uh, if you guys paid attention a few years ago, they remade the, uh, the Wonder Boy in Monster, what is it, Monster Land or Monster, Monster World? World. Game. Yeah, they remade that game, and Wonder Boy was kind of one of those, those. I wouldn't quite say he was a mascot, but he was pretty close to it, and um, he was part of a mascot platformer. So. He he was, yeah, and that those games kind of fell to the wayside, and we're seeing actually Alex Kidd being brought back. Uh, Sega gave the rights away to another company. Uh, Sony is focusing on making Astrobot one of those. Sonic is making a resurgence, whether you like it or not. Um, like it just seems like all of these mascots are kind of coming back and they're being focused on. And so I think that's kind of the exciting thing about Astrobot is that it wasn't a one-off, and that means that there's more potential for another true VR sequel to that game. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I love yeah. Astrobot, and I would love to see more of it. On that, uh, on that, on that tepulent note, I'm going to have to excuse myself. Um, but it's been it's been a hell of a ride. You're excused. Uh, I hope you. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show, and I will go finish my dinner without dessert in the bedroom. <laughs> hmm. You didn't even get I to talk about Demon Souls, Rich. I know. We'll save it for VR next time. Porn. I'll come back and yell about Demon Souls next, next week. Next time is gone forever. Have okay, a good have rest fun. of the show, guys. Bye. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. Um, so, yeah, Demon Souls. That looks pretty awesome. Uh, that, I think, is interesting to me because when we were watching that trailer, I'm just like, this This looks really, really... Like, it was. It had a dark tinge to it, to fantasy, which I enjoy, and Josh was like, yeah, this just looks like more Dark Souls, and we're, like, trying to figure out, yeah. what is this? Like, it wasn't until the they started showing... A lot of it was cutscenes, like, introducing bosses from demon souls but like the they they redid kind of the armor that was the you know the look of the the look of demon souls was like the fluted armor in that game was kind of showcased prominently Mm -hmm. and they redid it and it looks like just any old armor from dark souls which isn't bad but also doesn't stand out so, like, 
yeah, I did not see Demon Souls until they were like really, it, th- really making it obvious. Like, oh no, this is these are these are just the intros from the bosses in Demon Souls. That, but maybe that attempt, because you know, back in the day when Demon Souls became a cult, a cult hit uh, for Atlas at the time, and then it sort of spawned Dark Souls. Dark Souls was like a spiritual successor more than a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the same general like theme and idea of the game, right? So it's not completely out of place to imagine it looking and feeling more like Dark Souls, um, right? Ish. Um, like Demon Souls was all always like really oppressive in like a lot of the, um, like bleaker. Yeah, like just the like the the environments and just kind of the the overall mood. Um, uh-huh. I, I, and Demon I, Souls, I, yeah. it had it didn't have like a little hub world like uh, mm-hmm. Bloodborne did, almost like a little middle hub place you would go to. Yeah, like they've always had sort of safe zones, but like in in Demon Souls, it was literally like your level hub. Like you go yeah. here, restock, and then ship back out. A lot more like. That sort of Japanese um, MMO style, like Fantasy Star or uh, Monster Hunter, um, that mm-hmm. that sort of here's your hub. You will do all your all your well, non combat stuff right here. Um, well, that's what Bloodborne had. That beautiful little garden. What was that place called? That garden. The Hunter's Dream. Yes, the Hunter's Dream. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, this looks cool for people like me who would love to give Demon Souls another shot. Maybe if they'll include some difficulty options. Like what I would love in these games is to have like an easier difficulty to play the game on and see if it really connects. If I connect with the world and the vibe, and then go back through it on the pure setting. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, That's what I would be. I think in. even just. I know people don't want to hear it. Demon Souls was clunky, like clunky by oh, yeah. by you know Souls standards even, mm-hmm. and I think just having it play a little better would make it significantly easier um well and people also don't want to hear that that game was not received well at the time it was it was reviewed poorly it became a cult classic because it was mm-hmm. very unique which is fine i think that's awesome but yeah it was yeah it had problems yeah um yeah so i i, do you I think, think they'll iron that out or do you think it'll be like a well, direct I, I, they're gonna have to make it play smoother because i don't think they'll forgive them for releasing a, you know it as clunky with with updated graphics because it's going to make the clunkiness stand out. Um, like Do you think maybe so? it'll seem e- easier because we've been playing these games for so long? Dark Souls, Dark Souls I, Two, Bloodborne. It'll seem yes. easier. I think just by virtue of people are used to hard games again. I think yeah, it will see more of an audience just for that reason. So yeah, at the time it was like, oh my god, what the fuck? But now it's like mm-hmm. people get off on that shit. It's it's the norm. Um, okay, uh, that looks that looks really cool. That does. Let's see. Shade didn't chime in, so I feel he doesn't have anything super exciting. Um, oh, give him the nod. Uh, let's see. Oh, Ratchet and Clank is interesting to me. Now, this is one I hope... I've never gotten into a Ratchet and Clank game. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I hope this is a launch game because it'd be like a nice, bright, and colorful game to play this holiday season when it comes out. It looks like the... Like we were talking about on the stream, the animation looks... Just gorgeous, um, very bright and colorful, and like maybe yeah. it would give 
people like me a chance to really have a, a Ratchet and Clank game, connect with them. Um, I think that'd be a fun game to launch the console with, you know, like a, a nice, happy, optimistic sort of platformer to complement the other stuff. It doesn't have an official holiday release yet, so maybe it's just wishful thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It would be it would be a uh, I don't know. They've a decent amount of the games they showed there were holiday 2020, so I don't really know if we need more, but I'm I'm looking forward to it as soon as we can get it. Uh so yeah. I'm going to get a confirmed list for you, Josh. That's a good question. How many games were confirmed holiday 2020? It was it was a good number of the ones we saw. Not all of them. A lot of them a lot of them didn't have dates at all, and a lot of them, well, not a lot. There were a few that were for next year that they just said either, like there are a couple, I think one was Janu- January, and then the rest of them yes. were just sometime next year. So Yeah, like Resident Evil was January, and there was, I think, Horizons God knows when that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And that's that's another, I'm sorry, Shay, I didn't want to jump over there. Did you have anything you want to add to the Ratchet and Clank? Have you ever gotten into a Ratchet and Clank game, Shay? No, I've always wanted to, but I... No, I never got around to it, unfortunately. So maybe this is a good entry point. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of excited about it because I I've always liked those adventure games. I've always liked those. It's not quite a platformer. It's more of an action adventure, but it has a tiny bit of platforming in yeah. it. So it's it's got a lot of the kind of soul of Spyro still in there. Yeah, um, with yeah, like the whole I, of course, collect of all the stuff. Yeah, so. it when I was watching it, it it was like, oh, this is where the Lego games got their inspiration from, are these games? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's also I think important. I, I agree, hundred percent, Shay. Um, it's also important to remember that some of these holiday games that are going to launch, depending on when the system launches, you're going to have blurred memories of these games. For example, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a holiday 2020 game that might release after the PS5. So if you buy a PS5, you're just going to buy the, the PS5 version of that game. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so like you might always associate that game with your PS5 because it's hypothetically going to well, at least run better I am look better. I am sure 80% of the games we saw are going to be on PS4 as well because most well, of, of the course, stuff yes, they showed... Yes was also on PC at release and, you know, only timed exclusive for, uh, for the PS5. Um, but, like, you know, other, other than, like, the first-party stuff, obviously. But um, I have to imagine that they're pushing all of that to the PS4 that's coming out right away just because they, they don't want to lose the sales. The PS4 sold so well. That they're not yeah. gonna. They're not gonna miss out on those. Right on top. On top of that, it's a new console. Not everyone's gonna be able to afford a brand new console right away. On top mm-hmm. of that, there. I believe now. Correct me if I'm wrong. I remember that. I believe Sony had said that they were gonna only make a limited number on their initial shipment. So not everyone's gonna be able to get a hold of one, even if they have the money. So. Uh, yeah, that's going to be fun for us if we're because we're in the industry. We want to get one. Like, how difficult is it going to be to get one if we can afford it? You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys already know my opinions on this. Like, I'm not a big fan of buying first gen consoles, but we'll see if it. Like, we'll see if um, it's affordable and if it's in the wheelhouse for us to pick one up. So, I'm perfectly content with my PS4 and Xbox One right now. 
to be honest with you. And if they're going to be putting <laughs> games on both platforms, there's no reason why I would get a new one at yeah. the moment. You're, you're but, forgetting the best reason. It's it's a day one purchase, so you can have that remote. So I, I need a better Netflix box. <laughs> There's oh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is that. You funny. You funny, Joe. <laughs> uh, Godfall was one of those um, December games, that weird action game that doesn't really look too distinctive, but doesn't look bad either. Um, they had a new trailer for that. Seems all right. Oddworld kind of shocked us because, you know, we grew up in the age of Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey and all that stuff. They're launching a new Oddworld game in the same vein of those classic games, and I imagine most people are going to look at that unless they're old like us and be like, "What the fuck is Oddworld?" You know. Um, and I mean that kind of that kind of goes back into the conversation I was saying earlier about bringing some of these old mascots back. Is mm-hmm. Oddworld was uh, such a big series during the PS One era. Yeah. Oddly enough, so. I was I was t- talking to Morgan about this on the on the show. It being a mascot, I think hurt it. Because they wanted like faster like spin-offs of it and a bunch of stuff that the creators had an idea for the story they wanted to tell and then didn't get to tell most of it because they kept wanting we we need something immediately. Like what can you yeah, give us? They want a quantity. They want a quantity there. Yeah. And like I remember that first game was awesome. Like it was so mm-hmm. difficult as a child for me to figure out. I never beat it. But it was so much fun, and it was so unique. It was unlike anything I had ever played before. And then I know a lot of the sequels, they were middling. You know, some mm-hmm. of them were a little bit better than others. Some of them were worse than others. But nothing ever quite, com- in my opinion, ever quite compared to the first one. So it's kind of cool that they're trying to bring it back and rekindle some of that fire. And I just I hope that it's not another middling one. It's one that they've taken time an effort to, you know, make a really good game there because I think that world is interesting and unique enough that it belongs to be, it belongs in gaming in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately with a lot of these, you don't really know until they release, but a lot of developers get sort of sucked into, you know, they get the financials, but they get a little rushed into making sure it's ready by launch. And then sometimes you get games that are just needed a little more time to bake. Um, well, and I, that's why I'm glad in a lot of ways that gaming in 2020 is where it is. I, we give a lot of shit at, just as consumers for them delaying games. But the flip side of that is not entirely, but part of the conversation we're having right now where some games, they just get pumped out and they're not, there isn't enough quality control there. And then they're released and they're either buggy messes or they're just middling. And it, it stinks when that happens. So I'm glad we live in an era of gaming now where if the developers are like, look, we heard, we heard your criticisms. Um, we want another six months to make this the game you guys ultimately want that. I think of course there are some consumers that get angry about that, but I think the vast majority of people who are fans of that series, even though they're annoyed, they'll be like, Hey, I'm willing to wait six months if you make it a better game like they mm-hmm. i think that is a great place for gaming to be and i know this is a completely tangential topic but it relates to this game so well because i i just i hope it's a great game and i hope it's successful and i hope that they're able to bring it back into the gaming's public eye in 2020 or 2021 whenever it drops 
Well, the the Oddworld game is is confirmed for 2020. So. Oh, it is confirmed. For, okay, I yeah. missed that part. Okay, good. That's cool. So, That's exciting. We'll see, right? Yeah. At least mm-hmm. that the article I'm looking at right now says that. So. That's exciting. That's exciting. Um, there, oh, let's see. So the thing about Horizon for me was, it was just a video trailer, which is not is harder for me to get as excited about because it's just like watching a little movie. Uh, even though I think Horizon's obviously going to be amazing, I will say my big takeaway from that is that now there's they're opening up the whole world of like underwater. Um, to to alloy and that's cool mm-hmm. because visually alloy uh, whatever alloy alloy you know it's all the same um we're, it's gonna not, we're it, never gonna win this shay he just, just, still doesn't know how I'm to say call lara croft i'll just call her al it would be ale <laughs> not al jesus <laughs> i hate having a- to ale, correct ale. morgan every episode I Ailes hate it. His, like, listen, Ailes listen, Ailes his Choppers, though. Choppers, if you're annoyed with it, imagine having to live with it every week. I don't think anybody cares how you say Aloy's name. Sorry, you're Aloy. Wrong. See, it, it seems possible. It's it, This is a choice you're Wait, making. Wait, is it Aloy? Or, now I'm confused. Is it Aloy? It's Aloy. We know you're confused. It's okay. Aloy is the actual name of the word when you're talking what? about, like, chemistry. But Aloy yeah. is the character's name in Horizon Zero Dawn. Well, I haven't played that game in like three years, so I just don't. I don't. Well, you know what? We've corrected you like five times on this podcast. Well, so. I've been corrected before about things that I've been right about. It's possible. Okay, well, you're wrong. Jeez, uh, God Almighty, you threw me off. Uh, there is underwater places to explore that look wonderful, and there was also a turtle robot which is great because i said i wanted a turtle robot many years ago the very first question of the week we ever did to the sword chomp audience involved me asking the developers of horizon for a turtle robot and i don't think people remember that but if you go back it's true it really happened and guess what in the trailer it appeared to be a turtle robot mm-hmm. although robot might be a tortoise though that's true and that's fine what are they actually called they're not called it was in the mud it was like in a swamp it was coming out of there. I mean, I mean, not saying it couldn't be in the swamp, but like, yeah, I mean, we all know robot turtles only live in the swamp. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are those I get, I get your point. So. Were get, they called machine? What was the technical term for those things? Were they called machines? Ooh, I don't remember that. I thought they had a different name. They yeah, might be they machines. Had a, they had to have had some sort of a name. Keep, keep going, and I'll look it up. Um, Just keep talking, and I'll look it up. Uh, anyways, that so Horizon. We didn't get any gameplay, but it looks. I'm sure it'll be great. You know, I mean, any takeaways there? You guys wanted to throw in the hat. Those that my big one was just underwater. That that's one thing they wanted to show, and they're not calling it Horizon Two, which is uh, nice, I guess. It's Horizon Forbidden West. Um, yeah, the, I'm yeah. fine with that. But like again, we're all gonna just call it two. I'm not sure. Are you really gonna call it too, Josh? Yeah. I it always gets confusing when like there's a game in like a lineage where they don't actually call it like the number, never, but then the mm-hmm. 
but then the next one they call it the next number. So like they'll never refer to that game as six, but then the next one they call something so seven, and you're like, so the one was six. Why didn't you just call it six? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. T- gaming titles are forever going to be a bane of our existence, and that's a that's a whole other topic that someday mm-hmm. we'll have to to broach. But they actually are called machines. Machine. So, okay. 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 They are. Um, Gaia's machines to be more precise. But anyways, I, one of the things that I found kind of funny on Twitter is they're like, looks like Aloy's going West. And I was like, she kind of already did in the DLC. She went to the Rocky mountains. So she was kind of already in the West, but I get it. Cause a lot of people, I don't think played that DLC. Isn't that North? Well, well people it's consider North the West, West California. Well, she was already in Colorado. So. Yeah, exactly. And that's granted that's more Midwest. central America, but it is a little bit more on the western side. But anyways, let's let's not split hairs here. She's like she's going west west west. Aloy, west, west. alloy, let's not split hairs. Since we're not splitting hairs. <laughs> to, anyways, to Google Maps. I, to, to Google Earth. <laughs> Josh to Google is like, no, Earth I will latitudinal and longitudinal coordinates. Didn't she go to Montana in one of those things or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so you actually go to Yellowstone National Park, which is in Montana and Wyoming, more Wyoming, which is why I'm saying that DLC is a little bit more in the western side, but Josh will have to split the hairs for us while we're talking. I did not see a lot of machines in there. It looks like it's based a lot more on human interaction and human combat. And I'm not excited about that because that was not what my favorite part about the first game was. Uh, One of the things that we talked about back in the day is how much we liked that world, how interesting it was. And the least interesting part about it was going to these different tribes and going in and having to infiltrate these strongholds and taking them over and killing generic humans and doing that. That was the least interesting part of the game for us. And the trailer focused so heavily on showing human interactions and granted, maybe they do it much better in the sequel, but I'm not interested in really like factions of humans and how Aloy deals with that. I'm not interested yeah, in that. That's that, not what the first one had me interested in. Yeah, there was a concerning amount of humans in there. And hopefully that was just the trailer, but it does... I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know how to feel about that either. It's. I mean, like, look, I loved the first game a lot and any more... I can't say that comfortably. I am <laughs> almost completely open to... Um what they do in a sequel as long and i know this is a big a big if but if as long as it's not predominantly about human interactions because we have so many games like that like i in my opinion i just i I don't need another one of those but i love aloy she's such a compelling character i love that world that they built in the first one it looks like yeah like a machine companion on her shoulder like a little like a disney you know disney characters have like a little i mean she's riding a machine throughout the entire trailer what more do you want but you could ride machines in the first game it wasn't like a big deal she she does the voices for the machine as well when she talks to him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> She's, no, they, well, they, they make little, like, beep, 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 you know. Uh, what, like, I don't think. Like, there were no micro-machines <laughs> micro-machines. So, I, I, there, there doesn't, I don't, I, that's your opinion. I, if, if they, they do that for you, I hope it works for you. But, um, no, I, I just hope that they focus more kind of on 
what's happening with Gaia and and what's happening and how certain factions of humans are trying to coexist with these machines or how this future like because they've obviously there was this futuristic society and it broke down and now they're kind of in this primitive world if they include humans which it seems like the sequel is going to be so much more predicated on i hope they explore more facets or more aspects of that than just oh this human has a stronghold you must go defeat it otherwise it poses a threat to this settlement oh now you must go to this stronghold and defeat it because it poses a threat to this settlement i hope that they kind of do away with that in the second one and if they're going to include more human interactions that it's going to be more focused on building that world and not as a byproduct of the world being built. Yeah. I hope so. There was a, a game with a cat called Stray that looked pretty obvious, uh, pretty awesome. It was like a cyberpunk game where you potentially play as a cat, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which sounds amazing. Oh, um, yeah. Because cats I'm, are great and dogs suck. They, um, they didn't really show an awful lot there as far as like, like, they gave a lot of the yeah. world away, and that looked like a really fun place to be, but they didn't really show any gameplay. So, no. Not, not sure what we're doing as that cat, but uh, I'm just, still want to go just, experience the world. It looks cool. I'm just like, I'm severely, severely disappointed by that reveal in that it was not Cats the movie, the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's time the world experiences that. Release the butthole cut. It's 2020, guys. I love the idea that Shay and had just a great night for him is sitting right next to his Days Gone uh, case is his cat's Blu-ray DVD, just sitting there, just fulfilling his every desire. Yeah, and this would be 2010 in this uh, you know made-up fantasy of yours because I don't have Days Gone in a physical <laughs> copy, and I would not have cats in a physical. I know. Copy. What kind of monster buys a physical copy? <laughs> Rich isn't, right. to, Rich isn't here to defend himself. You fucking plebs. Buying your physical copies. <laughs> That's funny. Is I think buying physical copies is kind of silly, but I'll spend $100 on a collector's edition just for the toy. So That's uh-huh. worth it, though, because those things, a lot of those things will go up in price as they become increasingly rare. So in, all, in yeah. my opinion, a lot of those are worth the money to get those collector's copies. But it, like back to the game, it, you know. Cool premise. It's a really cool premise. I think that uh, that that is um, one of the things that's really been missing in gaming is just absurdity and inventiveness and creativeness. And now I'm not saying before anyone jumps my shit here, I'm not saying that there hasn't been any of those things in gaming because they really have. But if you look back, and I'm totally sounding like an old head here. Like the Sega Genesis SNES. Yeah, era, you are. PS1, calling yourself an old head. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, during the PS1 and 64 era, they had all these crazy AAA titles that were just releasing that were absolutely mm-hmm. fucking absurd. But they were so much fun to play because they were creative and it was just this, like this boon of creativity. And that was one of the most exciting things about growing up with gaming is just the absurdity of what some developers would do. 
So yeah. looking at this game, it, that's to me what it feels like. Or last year's Untitled Goose Game, which granted that was more of an indie developer, but it became mainstream when so many people played it. I, those are the things I've always loved about gaming is just these really out there concepts. And that's what this game looks like. And I'm actually really, really excited for it. I think that yeah. it has the potential to harken back to that level of just don't give a fuck. I'm going to do what I want. Creativity. And it looks, it looks like so much fun. It like it, that, if anything looks like a Disney movie and that's what I'm kind of excited for. Yeah. I'm with you hundred percent. Let's see what else stuck out as I'm looking at the list here. I don't want to hit every goddamn. Oh, hmm. uh, we got to talk about heart machines. New game. Yes. We, I wish no. they'd given us more. No, it's we'd... not. It's not. Yes. I mean, that that color palette influenced our logo. We have to talk about that game. Like, well, we let's talk to... about their color palette. Forget the game. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Deal. The heart machine color palette is. Uh... No, I. Yes. For people who don't know, they made Hyper Light Drifter and yet they had an influence on us when we first started the podcast uh, very heavily. So and I, I love them as a studio. I'm with you. But I just and that that trailer looked incredible it was just i i was hoping we were going to see a little bit more gameplay finally but i i do too i do yeah. too man like i'm so excited for solar ash like i can't talk more about that like when i saw that trailer i was over the moon that was one of the things i was most excited to see because hyperlight drifter is such a good game and it, in my opinion yeah. It was one of the most underrated games of the 2010s, like period. That game is phenomenal. Yeah. And the, the message that it had, the visuals, everything about it was amazing. And I'm not going to sit here and gush about it because we like, if you want to listen to us talk about it, go all the way back to like the very inklings, the very beginnings of this podcast, and you will hear Josh and I gush about that game. Um, we absolutely loved it. Yeah, and you'll hear me hate on it, and then you'll can yell at me, send me your angry emails. It's true. <laughs> I mean, like, give me a break for once a week. Someone else yell at Morgan. Give but, me a break. Nope. No, we can't do that. Copyright issues. Anyways, um, so Solar <laughs> Ash. <laughs> Solar Ash. Uh, it just it looks like a natural progression and step up. Where the first game was so much ingrained in that NES, SNES era of gaming. This next game looks like it really harkens back to the N64 PS1 era um, with obviously modern-ish graphics and modern-ish mechanics. Granted, we don't know too much about it, but I have a feeling it it's, will be It's the that same 20- exact color palette as um, Hyperlight Drifter, but yeah, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I think this one looks a lot more interesting to me. Yeah, uh, yeah it, has, it has so much more potential. I think for the average person to like it is the thing. I think that's one of the most exciting things about it is that the first like uh, Hyperlight Drifter is, at the end of the day was going to be a, a niche game because it's very difficult. It's unforgiving. It's brutal. And it has that um, very old school feel to it. So I get why it was underrated. It breaks my heart because it was it's, in my opinion, one of the greatest games of the 2010s. Whoa. But with the with making this a 3D world and making it more action adventure, which we are seeing a resurgence of in the greatest way possible, 
I think that this game makes perfect sense to be 3D, more action adventure oriented because that's going to appeal to a broader audience. Um, the the only downside is we don't, like Morgan said, we don't know a lot yet. And I yeah. want to know more. I really are, want to know more. Go ahead, Josh. I wanted, Do you have anything you want to say about that? I know you... You really liked Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah. Um, just that I, w- I wanted to see more. Like, they showed us a little more, like, location-wise and kind of uh, introducing new characters and stuff. But there was still so little there. Like, it, it was a trailer about the same length as the last one they showed us. Yeah. Which, I, I, I'm... I'm ready to see that game, and there's still so little about it out there, um, which was a little disappointing to me just because I've been... What, the, the last one was like a year ago. Was, yeah, was it's been the last, a while. It's, it's been a year since that last trailer, and there's like no just the same it. tiny drip. Like, here's, here's the next tiny bit we're going to show you again. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I'm okay with. We don't need to see everything near the end. Like I, I, I didn't know anything going into Hyperlight Drifter, and I'm fine not knowing anything going into Solar Ash. But I'm ready to have it at this point. I'm just uh, it's it's getting frustrating seeing just this tiny little nibble. Um, yeah, it really is. Uh, another small game everyone was freaking out about on the stream, and I don't really know why. It's called The Little Devil Inside. What what am I missing here? People are excited about. The little devil inside. What's going on here, Josh? Um, the main character has got these insane, like, googly-eye-looking <laughs> things going on that just make anything that's happening in the game around him just instantly that much more fun. Morgan, do you remember like during the PS1 era where you had cheat codes to where you could like make your head's he, uh, the character's head much bigger? Like when you're playing an NBA jam game, for example, and you make their heads like three times the normal size. Did you ever play a game where you could do that? Yes, yes, for did, sure. Did that like, and I'm not asking because I'm any other reason than I'm just curious. Did that make you laugh? Did you enjoy that at all? When uh no, I'm not a cheat code guy. Well, I'm not asking for a cheat code guy. I'm asking if you did the big head thing or something similar to that. Well, I I've tried it before. I have experienced it. Yes. I'm asking if you liked it. Is what I'm asking. No. Not okay. Well, that see, and then I think that's kind of why you're not going to get why so many people are excited about this game. It's kind of in that same vein of absurdity that I was talking about from um the Genesis SNES PS1 and 64 era is that like all these like semi serious, semi poignant things are happening in this game. And then you like the character turns around and has these ridiculous looking eyes. Yeah. And it completely, it, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, I can't take any of this seriously. And I love that. I yeah. It was it. just like, just all this deadpan stuff happening. It, like, like not, not really getting reactions, but just, his face during all of it. Yes. Was, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's Just amazing. amazing. I, I hope it's not a one-note shtick is my slight concern there. Like, yeah. If, just like, it's constant, like him looking with his googly eyes, but they 
infuse some comedic writing in there, and I'm willing to bet. Maybe it's a silent film. Maybe there's no talking. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just it seemed like they were uh, at least two notes with with the. I don't know if it's a second character or what, but they they featured the the older guy a lot as well. Um, True, as kind of a the straight man in the situation. Yeah. So I, I would imagine they wouldn't skimp on the writing if they're going to go so far as to make a character have these great bug googly, buggy yeah. googly eyes that there's going to, there's going to be some good writing in there. So I like, yeah, it, it's along the lines of the absurdity of stray. So I'm really excited for that game. I like when that happened, when you guys were watching and you guys are like, what the fuck is going on? And Josh is laughing. That's exactly what I was doing. I was like, oh my God, this looks amazing. I want to, I want to experience this. I mean, if it's, if it's, if it contains that tone, like I, like I said, I don't think it looks dumb. I just wasn't seeing the peel that some people did, but if they can latch on to that tone you're talking about, then yeah, maybe it, maybe it'll be a surprise. That could be, it could be cool. I, th- I think um, it'll I think it'll be interesting. It'll, it's going to be a cool talking point when it releases. It's going to be a fun conversation at the at the very least. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, God, there's so many games. I'm getting anxiety already for all this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm excited, but I'm I don't even have a backlog, and I'm getting anxiety. Um, let's see. Anything you guys really, really wanted to mention that we have not mentioned? Like most of it. I feel like there's one or two things we didn't discuss. Yeah. um, Oh, no, there's a ton, but I mean things that you want to talk about. Go for it. Um, The Far Shore, which is the new Super Brothers Yes. Oh, yes, um, yes, yes. Which looks like it's on just such a completely different scale than the first one that I have no idea how they're going to handle it, but... The, the way they were able to just delicately tell the story in Sword and Sorcery EP is amazing. And seeing them tackle something on a large scale is something I am absolutely on board for. Um, so I am... That's this year, too, 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. so I'm, I'm ready that... for that. That looks like one of my jams too. It looks like one of those super hyper pretentious up your own ass games. I love those. <laughs> I love those games. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's an expansion for them. It'd be like, in you know, in many ways, it's much like Hyper Light Drifter making that jump. It's the mm-hmm. same kind of thing. Like they're making a big jump to a more three D uh, style game, but it's the same sort of core identity to what they they already make. Um, but the PlayStation five, maybe it makes that process easier for them. Cause it looks, the art style looks really, really, really fascinating. And mm-hmm. the score sounded amazing. So yeah, I was getting weird, like oblivion kind of vibes from it. It's not oblivion, the game, but the movie, but yeah, it looks, um, the Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> uh, looks yeah, interesting. Looks, yeah. The far shore. Yeah. Again, didn't, didn't show us much by way of gameplay. So very, yeah. Very little to go off of, but yeah, yeah. it's m- more kind of again they're the, the pedigree thing. Like after after the first one, want to see them make something on a different scale. Same same as Solar Ash. So yeah, seemed yeah. like it was in that same vein, at least for me. That, that's fair. The the one game that actually did show a lot of gameplay, which was really interesting, was Ghostwire Tokyo. 
Man, was that an interesting trailer. I was not expecting disappointing a little bit. I was not expecting that either after like all the all the like thriller stuff they showed off last year. Yeah. 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 It looks like a completely different direction. Way more combat focused as we were seeing, yeah. Yeah. Well, How do you guys I, feel about that? I I don't know if it was more combat focused per se or if the, it was just they were trying to show off gameplay. You know, it's got <laughs> It's kind of funny. That's true. Way. It's yeah. kind of funny in some ways. Like a lot of the slight criticisms that have been like they didn't show enough gameplay, and then this and this, this one uh, just showed did, gameplay. And then Morgan's like, ah, it's a tad disappointing. That well, but if that's the, no, 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 like, no, 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 they're the only people that showed you any gameplay this time. But right? if that's the gameplay, then that yeah. is the disappointment because and, it was just constant action. Now, it, maybe it's a good action game, but I'm like we were saying, aren't. My, my issue is not that they showed me stuff. It's just that they showed a lot of that thing. And if that's mostly what it is, that's, you know. See, you know, like you said that the previous game gave you Oblivion, the movie vibes. In some ways, this kind of gives me a Bethesda open world vibe in terms of the combat and whatnot. Um, just in that it's it's immediate what you're doing. Like, it, not quite a hack and slash. Obviously, there's a tiny bit more thought that goes into choppy it, yeah. maybe yeah 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 there's it's kind of in that same vein just what we saw from the trailer or something like a granted it wasn't a shooter but like bioshock in terms of the powers that you have in bioshock kind of mm. reminded me a little bit of some of those things not entirely but in that vein to some degree yeah yeah i'm i'm based off of what we saw there which oddly enough was a bunch of gameplay but like everything was so stylized it was hard to tell what like the experience of playing it is going to be as far as like you know is this thing brutally difficult is it still kind of a horror game but you're in first person like um yeah it made it, it made it a little bit difficult to tell what the experience is going to be like because yeah. it was it, it was you're right it was super action focused in this trailer which is not what i was expecting at all um, yeah, and a lot of times <sighs> that could just be the trailer trying yeah, to put just be like that. here, here, here is, you know, a a big clip of someone not dying on encounters that will just destroy you or like it, it's it's hard to tell. So, yeah, yeah, I would I would like to see them go in a little bit more detail, like show like as as something I assume we will get like first 30 minutes of gameplay trailer that will drop mm -hmm. probably closer to the release that'll be more telling than anything yeah i i really like this the stylishness that the game has like what they are going for it's unique mm -hmm. uh to this this generation i think in a lot of ways not entirely unique obviously we're talking about some other games that it kind of reminds us of combat wise but stylish wise i i feel like not a lot of games are kind of occupying what they're going for well so the aesthetic reminds me more of like um dishonored kind of thing but um right. the setting's different but i was getting dishonored kind of vibes yeah yeah for sure for uh, sure I, I definitely feel like it has some of those vibes but that like i said there are not a lot of games occupying that space right now yeah and to be fair you know like with your bioshock reference shay if they had previewed bioshock with nothing but combat you'd think that game wasn't just gonna be whatever yeah you yeah know? and that's so kind of what i was it. getting at like is the loop all combat is that just what happens when you get into combat and like the balance there makes such a huge difference on 
on how a game ends up feeling as an experience. And yeah. So you guys, what do you, how do you guys feel about death loop? Do you think that looks interesting? Oh yes. That I was, I was mentioning it on the show that looks like they took all the combat from dishonored and focused on the combat, which I think is mm-hmm. good. Like I like the stealth. It's aspect. the same studio, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's arcane. arcane yeah. Um, yeah. But like, they have endings based off of like the point is stealth in Dishonored, and then they give you all these amazing tools to kill people with, until you don't use them. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is always strange, always weird. Like they kind of did the same thing. I mean, it's not a better ending, but the good ending in Prey is the same thing. Like here are all these. Uh, like alien powers that you can get by like injecting it into yourself and all this stuff. Don't use it if you want the good ending. Um which I always feels bizarre to me whenever they give you a tool set and expect you to not use it for a certain It's I- like they don't expect the players to really push for stealth because they know gamers like to do crazy shit, you know? Unless Maybe, maybe that's part yeah, of it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I like I like the idea of having the options there, but yeah, they kind of penalize some of those options. So anyway, um, I'm I'm looking forward to see them lean into the this is a combat game sort of a thing. Um, hopefully, hopefully that's kind of where where it ends up landing. But, um, I was excited about this last year when they just showed the premise. They hadn't showed any gameplay or anything yet, but just showing all the powers in action and how they actually worked looked so smooth. Like, the the, the gunplay looked ridiculously fun, just using different combinations of powers to, like, throw enemies around and, uh, you know, teleport around wherever you wanted to go. It was, it, it looked great. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm glad you guys are excited about that. Um, like I said, the aesthetic isn't my thing, but if people seem pretty jazzed about Deathloop, it's got like a '60s, almost like Tarantino, like Robert Rodriguez, or like kind of one of those um, grindhouse kind of films, almost vibe to like the aesthetic of the trailer and how they're portraying the story. Whether that comes through, we'll yeah. see. Um, yeah, no, it's it's got it's got a very black exploitation aesthetic to it going on there, which. I think is great. Like that's one of those things that got a bad rap at the time because it was really, really rightly so for the most part, because so much of it was just superficial. Yeah. Um, That seeing that aesthetic kind of being taken back recently has been amazing. Um, Just kind of using that. Like, one of my favorite comic book series of the last few years is Bitch Planet, which is using that same sort of, like, grindhouse, um, exploitation type thing to, to do, like, a, uh, um, dystopian, um, patriarchy, where, like, even talking back, you end up getting sent to these penal colonies, uh, for women who don't, don't follow orders, uh, and it's, yeah. It looks it looks like it's in the same vein, like artistically, uh, and yeah, I am I am down for that, for sure. 
For sure. Uh trying to use Kenna. Ken Yeah. Ken Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Mm-hmm. Gotta talk about that game. That looks fucking amazing. And right up Josh is in my alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me why. Tell me why. I totally forgot that was even a thing. It's a, it's yeah. first off, it's a puzzle game. So anytime oh. you see puzzle game, it's on hey. Josh's and my radar. Possibly. It's hard to tell again balance wise like where stuff is gonna lie but it looks like not quite pikmin with a you know you guiding these little spirits around um Mm -hmm. but they also apparently give you different powers depending on which ones you've picked up sort of like golden sun which is another one of my favorite games that fell off the face of the earth because anyway um and then way more combat focused like they were showing an awful lot of combat going on like that the main character took part of which is again kind of like pikmin but generally you're just choosing where to oh throw those this things. is one of those little fuzzy creatures yeah, were the following little black yeah, yeah, yeah. uh kind of fuzzy spirits that would follow you around um, i remember this now yeah and yeah, just the the art style, um, the scale. What what they were showing looked like it was fairly large, uh, of a world, for for that sort of a game, which is normally. Do you think maybe the PS small in scale? So I, well, I was noticing that with a lot of those indie games, is that maybe the PS Five is just allowing those. We're gonna see like even the smaller independent games now, scale wise, are gonna start to explode. I, I I have to think that they intentionally picked the ones that fit the idea that they were going for because this was their launch event. Um, Yeah. I mean, not all of them, like not everything there was 100% that, but they definitely focused on it between, you know, all the indie games. Well, not all the indie games, but an awful lot of them, like you were saying, focusing on the larger worlds between the, um, that new Squaresoft project that, Oh, uh, just project. Athia, yeah, yeah, Athia. Which I don't know if that. Who knows what the actual game will be? But <laughs> yeah, who knows? The scale of everything they were showing there again was just massive. Um, and I, I think that's, I think, I think an awful lot of this was just showing off. Oh, hey, it can look futuristic, which was odd because for the vast majority of the stuff, nothing looked like a next gen game. Like all this stuff looks like stuff that could just be out now on anything Um, well and they but they did say for clarity reasons because of how they had to stream it mm -hmm. and what the and the and how they processed the the files like they said that it was going like it will look much better and run better in person that's what they came out and said that right beforehand i don't know if you saw that statement um now maybe that doesn't make a big enough difference for you that's fine i'm just saying that they did come out in front of that and say that hey these things will look and play a lot better on your ps5 I, Um, i mean not really. You're not. It's not going to get compressed. So yeah, it's going to look better than something that's compressed for YouTube. But other than that, like it's not going to change the game itself. Like an awful lot of the stuff we were seeing there, like it, the only thing we saw there that may require the new hardware, with just for the sake of loading in of just of asset streaming 
was the new Ratchet and Clank game because a lot of what they were showing there was just super fast pace change of locations. Um, well, in certain things like not having load times and stuff like that, you'd yeah. never know until you're playing the game. You know, yeah. if it has so, zero so much load. of it is like the hard drive is the selling point of this new machine. Like other than that, there's not much that's, you know, obviously it's more powerful than the last gen, but it's not like this ridiculous upgrade other than that. And that was the only thing on there that I saw that really kind of stood out is, oh, this couldn't have run on the other hardware, um, just from what they were showing off there, other than that Square project that they were showing. Um, possibly. Possibly. They could probably still get that to run in some, some fashion. I mean, it's, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Wow, we got tangent. We got... Stuck really, really there. sidetracked there. Did. <laughs> Anyways, Kenna looks amazing, and I'm really excited for it. It looks like a beautiful world. Mm-hmm. And yes, um, Josh, it actually had vibes of um, Pikmin, which I loved the first one as a young boy. I, I actually got to borrow um, yeah. one of my friend's GameCubes when I was younger, and I got to play it, and that was pretty... That was actually... You know, it's a funny story. That was the only game I ever played to its entirety on the GameCube. The hmm, only really? game was Pikmin. Yeah, I never had a GameCube growing, it, growing well, up. It reminded me of that Star Fox game on GameCube. Weirdly enough, like the way she was running around with that stick, like just the adventure portions of yeah, it. Yeah, like the uh, combat okay. bits. Yeah, people forget yeah. that Star that Star Fox game was a thing. It was weird. They made an adventure Rightly game so. out of Star Fox. <laughs> <laughs> it was so strange. I'm not saying it was great. I'm just saying it was weird. I need to go downstairs and check my collection to see if I still own that game. I, I did it, own it for it the longest like, time. I'm not sure if I... It was like Zelda, wasn't it? Didn't they try to make it into yeah, Zelda, basically? it was an awful lot like Zelda with uh, more focus on the combat. They'd, they'd lock you in like combat arenas way more often than, than Zelda would, even though... I don't know. I don't know about way it's, more Did you often. even get into a plane, a starship in that game? I was just... Yes, but not... Not like Star Fox. Star Fox, like... I think there may have been a couple like little mini segments, but that That's wasn't like the game. Kind of sad is like some of those games just get boxed into doing one specific thing. And if they try and branch out, if they don't land, like hit the mark, then they're forever pigeonholed. Like if you remember uh, the Mega Man series, they tried to do those Mega Man Legends games, which I actually, as a child, I enjoyed the first one a lot. I didn't play it all the way through but i played it for a while it, it was a fun game but obviously that's not the most memorable Mega Man game and you look at games like uh mario which have really branched out granted mario will forever be able to do that but because they they've landed the mark so well with mario that it's able to do something like super mario rpg and there are a ton of people who actually love that game or final fantasy where they did tactics and a bunch of people love that game it's it sucks when and again this is tangential and I apologize <laughs> when certain franchises they try and branch out or certain IPs they try and branch out with that and they just they don't quite hit the mark and then people are like you motherfucker you need to stay in your goddamn starship like don't be trying to come out of there literally <laughs> stay in your damn starship yeah it just it just sucks well I mean yeah I uh, it just sucks that when companies try and do that and it just doesn't land the mark and unfortunately yeah. people don't see the potential in it and they just 
they write it off completely. But um, so this is the thing, I, and this just is just so it doesn't drive me crazy. What they originally said, Josh, that was bugging me was. This is from Sony. While our first look at the PlayStation 5's first roster of releases will be restricted to 1080p and 30 frames per second, Sony has confirmed that the 4K footage will follow soon after. Um, the broadcast will be in 1080-30, but the majority of the trailers will be 4K on YouTube after the show. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for the visual side of it. But I think we'd all agree that the, the first games in this on this system are going to be yeah. look more similar to yeah but I, yeah again like just a higher resolution is yeah pretty whatever as far as next gen yeah it's, well like if they had told me though this that horizon trailer you saw was gameplay i'd have been like what but it, it wasn't you know so um yeah we'll see we'll see how that goes uh Let's see. So I'm curious, what was you guys' game of the show real quickly? Like, if you had to pick one that you were most excited... Oh, did I skip anything else you really want to talk about? If so, please bring it up. Um, let me look through here. Real what about right. that Arena All-Stars game? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's a joke. We don't need to talk about that. No, no. Yeah, and I'm serious. Like, if I skip something you guys wanted to talk about, please mention it. I was the, just... The Goodbye Volcano High has a lot of potential. I don't I don't want to say it's, like, a game that I'm particularly excited for, but I... Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I will say that. I'm excited to see what they do next. It didn't have a lot of information, but it was intriguing enough. It caught my attention. So I want to see what they do next with it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to play that one. Regardless, so I, I guess that means I'm excited for it. But uh, <laughs> I guess, oh, if you're gonna, yeah, well, you're well, gonna no, buy I it. mean it's one of those things. It it, it it looks like it's gonna be a narrative game, so fairly short. And I generally, I I I set the time aside to go through like a shorter narrative game, just because I think you get way more out of it for the time you put in. As a general rule, there, so it's it's gonna be <sighs> yeah. something I end up playing. Okay, cool. And I know okay. if I know if Rich was here, he'd probably talk about the new Hitman game, the season. Oh three yeah, that was his dropping. his big. Yeah. He well, I don't know about his big one, but like he's way more into well, Hitman. They should they should like Dubai and all these giant places. Yeah, he's a big Hitman guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that would probably be one of his choices. Uh, if for the exercise that you're having us do. For me, I would probably say that NBA 2K20... No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> We're going to keep I'd this probably, going. <laughs> Solar Ash. Solar Ash is definitely the game I'm most excited really? for. Cool. Um, I loved Hyperlight Drifter. I love Heart Machine. Um, they, Like I said, they've inspired our logo. I mean, I yeah, I'm really excited to see what that game is going to look like. And uh, as, as a very, very close second is actually Resident Evil 8. Um, oh, oh, also, so sorry, Shay. Yes, we forgot uh, Gran Turismo. I can't believe we forgot Gran Turismo. I, I was okay with forgetting that game. I didn't forget. <laughs> I didn't forget. Did I? I okay, anyways, uh, to, back, to back you up first, Shay, um, yes, I'm, I'm with you. I think I would be even higher on that Hyperlight Drifter, uh, Solar Ash, if they actually had gameplay. I think I'd be more with you. Um, 
because in my mind right now, I'm just so curious. But yeah, for me, my mind was definitely the Resident Evil 8. Just because I want, I want to know if it's going to be in VR, and I want that's exactly what I wanted to see. Even though I'm very concerned that it will probably not be as good as, as the last game, which Josh tells me wasn't good anyway. So in that case, it's going to be really bad in Josh's eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I am willing to bet you'll get that VR info when they announce a new hardware spec for the PS5 headset. Like I'm the PS4 one's got to work with the new machine, but I'm willing to bet they're going to make a new headset for this thing that can take advantage of the new horsepower because the resolution on the PSVR is still just so low um that putting more horsepower on there is not it's 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 going to help saying. with muddiness at a distance, but it's still going to be fairly pixelated. Um, well, so yeah, that's something we can talk about later, but yeah. I think it's a good point. We might learn more if they release a new hardware. Yeah, they may do like a VR drop, like whenever they announce, you know, if if they do that. I don't know. I don't know <sighs> if they're planning that, but I don't think any they of the might, VR they stuff might say, was hey, like the fan base is... at launch other than the, the Astro, Astro's Playroom thing. Yes. Um, so we've got a little bit of time if they decide to do yeah. like a VR showcase thing. They might say, hey, look, these games will look a little better on your PS5 and we're going to bring it over and you can continue to make games for VR. But we feel like we want to support it, but we don't feel like the audience got big enough for us to make entirely new um, hardware, which would be a little disappointing, but I could see them also taking that route too, where they're like, hey, this was a success, but maybe not on the level of like, let's make a whole new headset sort of a thing. I don't know. It's kind of up in the air. Um, but we'll talk a little bit more about that later because I actually have two quick VR things to talk about. Josh, um, I did want to say that Gran Turismo, every couple of years we talk about this on the stream, I do get down on racing games, and I do think that Gran Turismo game, uh, if I'm in the right mood, does look pretty fantastic if you're into racing games. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I'll be in the mood for it when it comes out, but yeah, I've always... Always enjoyed Gran Turismo as far as racing games go in that, in like the super sim heavy side of it. Yeah, like you said, you like the sim or you like Mario Kart. It's mm-hmm. the middle ground that you're not super big on. Yeah. So we'll see but, what sort of mood I'm in when it drops. But if I would say this, I think it's smart to drop that with Ratchet and Clank on launch because mm-hmm. you have that frenzy and you just want to play something when it first launches. And like, I feel like that's the kind of thing where I'm more excited to play that when I have my brand new PS5. You know what I mean? And I'm hungry for something. That for me is a good fertile time, um, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, what was your game of the show if you had to pick one, Josh? Uh. Destruction All Stars, woo! Probably, Grand Theft Auto Five, probably the Kina Bridge of Spirits. Really? Yeah. Okay, I think so. wow. I think as okay. far as I, I, they showed the most of it. I feel like I got the best sense for what that game was out of everything they showed, and it's something I am really interested in. Um, my yeah, that is high up on my list now, and was not there at all before. So that, yeah, I I think just because of the amount they showed there, I mean not just because of the amount they they showed a lot of a lot of other games, but to have something no one's heard about come out with that much of a presence, I think was really impressive. Um, 
So I'm... Yeah, you guys seem pretty taken with it, so. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got a little furry, fuzzy pet that follows you around, so that's cool, too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, wow, so some shocking things there. Ina, uh, Kina, Solar Ash, and, of course, me being generic and picking Resident Evil 8. God, Morgan. Basic bitch. Um... <laughs> Uh, anyways, the, the, the event was, it was a lot of fun though. I will say just the drama and the build up to that, to, but for me in the last 10 minutes with the Resident Evil village and then the actual reveal of the box was very exciting. And then the frenzy of the internet afterwards, look, the internet is gross in a lot of ways that makes you sick to your stomach sometimes. But when there's something fun, the internet can also be a fun place. Um, Mm -hmm. and after that conference, man, I'll tell you guys, it was a fun place. (laughs) was really fun and it's good for us because like this is our kind of our livelihood in a way so uh well i mean i say that for me because this is all that i have and i'm sad um <laughs> but <laughs> but it's it's good content for us like legitimately like we have it's just fun to get those opinions out there and those thoughts and you know be part of the wave that we care a lot about um anyways a lot of good fun a lot of good fun mm-hmm. playstation 5 we got it we got our press conference. We see games and Shay's ducked there and went to the bathroom or something. So this would be a great time for me to say that if you want to support us, please, please. I know there's so many great causes you can give to right now in the world with everything that's going on, especially with Black Lives Matter and all the different funds. But if you have expendable income and you're looking to support people that are in the entertainment industry that are helping you get through your days, you can go to patreon.com slash swordchomp and you can become part of Chomp Nation. And it means the world to us. We have so many incredible tiers. If you decide to go fund us on our Patreon, our $5 tier, $5 a month, gets you access to a top secret Instagram page um, with all sorts of inside jokes and videos, top secret podcast clips you can't hear anywhere else. Like the infamous Cameron Diaz clip where me and Shay fight with each other is now available on our Patreon VIP page. And you can only hear it there. That's it. It's supposed to be lost to time. Shay tried to abolish it from existence. Um, but it's very hard to get rid of things on the internet. That's true. That's true. I no, nah, I just don't want it on the main feed. If you want to put it on the VIP Instagram, <laughs> that's exactly the place to put that. Mm-hmm. You don't want to miss it. Uh, Shay calls me an incel. It's a good time. Um, <laughs> uh, another great thing about that perk and our one dollar tiers that you get access to our Discord, which is a a great place where well, our, our, pri- our private our private channel on Discord, it's like a any, anybody private. can. Yeah, anyone can hop in on the Discord, but like the private channel, the VIP channel, is for the one dollar tier. Want to make that clear that we are not charging people to be in our Discord. Just wanted to make that distinction. We should make them all. Yeah. Well, that's. I don't know. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> this is news to me. I apparently I just I have explained this to you multiple times. I know, but I don't. You know, Discord. Me before you even mentioned it, I didn't even know what it was. Like, what's a Discord? Well, that's why. That's why you and I sat down with Rich so I could explain exactly what it is to you, and you still didn't get it. Where's the porn? You told me there'd be porn. I definitely did not say that. <laughs> Um, no, but our Discord channel, in all seriousness, is great. You can see people like me fail to use it properly. Um, and there's a bunch of different channels, inside jokes. It, it's, a, it's a great family. And we have even better tiers above that. Um, 
that will get you access to additional content and podcasts or at least go to patreon.com slash swordchomp if you're enjoying what we do and you want to support us that would be awesome now we're going to talk about some games after the break here and then we'll round up with some polls and sadly rich is not here because there's some stuff he'd pretty much like to comment on every single game we're talking about which is the fucking nature of the beast but with the last of us two dropping next week we can't really fuck around as far as time goes. Imagine how um, much longer this episode would be if Rich was here. <laughs> <laughs> We're already at two hours. Oh, God almighty. Uh, so let's start with this, Shay. You surprised me. You said you put a couple hours into Final Fantasy Nine. Yes. Yes, I did. I saw that it was on Game Pass. I was like, finally, I have zero excuse to not have played this game. And so I've been sitting down and I've been slowly pu- plugging away here and there the past few weeks. And I'm so conflicted because it has a lot of that whimsy that I love about Final Fantasy, but it just hasn't grabbed me yet. I'm, I think I'm about five or six hours in and it just has not grabbed me at all. Like, what what I, part I, are you at? I... The intro to this game is unfortunately long. Okay, that that's kind of what I was gathering. I'm where am I at? So we the ship has crashed. The princess was missing. Mm -hmm. I acquired her, and then the guy who helped us he was kidnapped. And then we took the princess back to the ship, and that's about where I'm at. Like it's a little hazy because I get to like I've been able to play it for like a half an hour or an hour a few nights a week and like at that point I'm pretty tired when I'm yeah. playing it so it's a little bit hazy or foggy in my mind but that's about where I'm at. Okay. Right now. Yeah, cuz like that the the first few hours of it yeah are all completely linear and also um slow because the the combat here is still the active time system. Um, but you have a speed stat in this game, which increases how fast the gauge fills, which means oh, at the beginning God. of the game, thank it's God. extremely slow. Yeah, By the end of the it, game, it's oh one God. of the faster combats, but it, it takes about, uh, what? I don't know. 40 like hours. Level, level 15 or so <laughs> before it's finally a decent speed combat, which thank was unfortunate. God. Like, yeah, I, I because... don't know why they started it out as slow as it was. Like, they, I don't know. I guess, I guess so you see the whole the speed increases. Disc, the combat is But yeah, it's just, slow, it's, yeah. it's slow at the beginning, unfortunately. It was ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's even worse than, like, Final Fantasy VII or VIII. Because, mm-hmm. like, recently having played VIII, granted, it was a little bit slower, and I also used the speed-up thing that they included mm-hmm. in there a lot. But, man, was that slow. I'm, like, I'm sitting there, like, watching it inch forward yeah and I'm just like, waiting. i'm wasting 15 seconds each turn waiting to be able to press well a button twice and i'll and like granted i understand this is a product of the time so i'm not yeah. i'm not i'm not sitting here you know thumbing my nose up at it i don't want anyone to think no, that. i get it you hate it it's trash for sure <laughs> yeah fuck this game burn it <laughs> yeah um but, but it like just, after, it really after that intro like once once you get through trino you've got way more of the world to explore. You can kind of go off and do a bunch of other things. And the combat is speeding up the whole, the whole way. Um, yeah. 
yeah, I, I think once you get through Trino is where it really starts to kind of open up and and come into its own. Uh, okay. So yeah, I will say this, Shay. I really liked the intro. I did not find it slow at all. Except here's the thing. Whenever it first came out, it was a technological marvel. So the slowness you were didn't didn't Just matter that at much. Things was impressive. Yeah, yeah. It was a PlayStation One Final Fantasy game. So that when I went back to play it as well, that's the toughest thing about these games is there's always an element or two that, like I told you guys with eight and seven. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think the combat is the, the one combat is nine. so yeah. slow at the beginning, which is the yeah. part that yeah, like. But, and maybe if the story's yeah. not hooking you, that's like I remember enjoying it at the time. Like, but I, I, it's not. Look, nine is not for everyone. The reason Josh and people like Josh and Rich like it so much is the same reason why I like twelve so much. Like, they're different than it's more. It was more of a homage to classic Final Fantasy, but with uh, the modern because it was more of an homage to the early Final Fantasy games. Well, yeah. Than, you know, like, <laughs> If you guys give me some chance to talk, I'll fucking reflect on it more. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys are lecturing me. Let me talk about the fucking game. Well, we're just getting some thoughts out. Well, I... I got it. Okay. Um, no, that's exactly what I was going to say about the story, is that it's interesting in that um, I I like where it starts out at, where you're kind of a part of this, like, act, like, this this like a uh, mercenary band slash acting troupe. Like it's, it's interesting to see yeah. that, that dynamic at the beginning. Cause it's so vastly different from any other final fantasy game I've played. And that part is interesting. Um, I do like that. I like the story. I like what's happening. Um, it just, it feels like I'm being, it's so slow with everything else happening. Like the story is the int- most interesting part, but I'm, I'm sitting there in combat and it's taking forever. And then I'm walking around in this very linear, linear area. Yeah, world navigation subjective. is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And again, that's yeah. a product of when the game released and that's fine. For sure. And For sure. so I, and I like, I'm not even knocking the game as being dated graphically. Like I still think it, it's beautiful. Like you guys are saying to, when you consider when it was yeah. released and it's it's whimsical i like it i've liked it so far it just it's really really slow so when i sit down at night to play a video game i think to myself do do i want to sit here and just labor through this and there actually is a speed up option like there was in final fantasy 8 remaster mm-hmm. but the, it's like a three times speed so when you when you're in Holy combat shit. you put it, it just oh, yeah. it immediately throws the bar and then an enemy and you get attacked you. like twice for yep, free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, mm. they didn't quite uh, work that out, unfortunately. <laughs> um, it would have been nice I, if like they had a three speed option. But. I think actually to fix that possibly, I think in the battle options you can set it to stop time when your turn comes up. So you could just like skip the loading and then like You're once right. once You're the right. speed gets that. to a normal. You know, like once once your speed stat is leveled up, you could just just you know turn it back to the usual thing. But yeah, to get you through no, that beginning, because like especially right after you crash in that airship, after the intro intro, is this forest section where yep. you get into a ton of fights, lots of random battles, and the combat yep. is still so slow that that one section of the game 
just slows down the pacing. Oh, well, that's where I, that's where I was me just stuck at. About it. <laughs> that, that's where I was stuck at for multiple nights. I've I've passed yeah. that point. I went to the ice area. Uh, that's where I think I I've stopped at. But yeah, it, the the thing that you're mentioning, funnily enough, because that's part of the like the what is it the active time events? Yeah, the the active time battle. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. There's there's these like real world events i think they're called active time events or something yes i remember Mm -hmm. those yeah 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 yeah. where you you press like select on your controller and it takes you to a different area and that's kind of how they've done some of the tutorial stuff and that's also how they kind of story-wise have things happening simultaneously yeah elsewhere yeah right but the tutorial actually mentioned what josh mentioned that you can when it's your turn the combat stops so you can make a choice. And it was like, if you want the authentic final fantasy experience, you want to do the other option. And my pride was like, well, God damn it. I'm not yeah. going to do the easy way out. Yeah. Like, I, well, I mean, so. it, it works well because everyone's got such slow speed at the beginning that. Yeah. You, if you're screwing out on the menus, deciding what to do, you will get attacked more for free. But yeah, if you're trying to fast forward through the ridiculous long wait times between turns, it kind of, screws that up a bit so yeah 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 so that might be something i do to just get through the initial bit of the game because i Mm -hmm. do want to get into the game like i've heard that this game is amazing i've heard so many people talk about it's always been one of those games that i felt extremely guilty for not playing when i was younger i just never got around to it so i I do want to get at least a decent way through the game before I'm like, you know, this game just isn't for me. Or I actually, I really love this game and I'm glad I stuck with it. I want to get into it more. So we'll see. Like, uh, that's that's yeah. probably what you're yeah. suggesting, Josh, is probably what I will do. So I can try and get into the game a little bit faster um, and using my time effectively. Yeah, because that's like the, that's the only thing that I think if they were to change anything like the how they drastically changed a lot in 12 i think that 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 forest segment could be trimmed the fuck down Um, either that or just change the way the speed scales through the game so yeah you get through it faster oh Um, yeah yeah because like dude like going the 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 world exploration isn't the end of the world like that's always been in final fantasy games during the ps1 era mm -hmm. it's not a problem i'm fine with that it's the, like you said, getting into the random battles and then watching your bar inch forward. And you're like, okay, well, this is laborious. And then you get into the boss fight at the beginning of the game where you find the princess and she's being contained by the woody cage. And you're like, all right, this is one of the dumbest enemies I've ever seen in, in the world. And then you're just sitting there hitting it and hitting it and hitting waiting it and it. hitting it and waiting and waiting and waiting. And then you finally defeat it. But then you have to fight it again. And this time you have Vivi, thankfully, which burns the shit out of it. Yeah. And it speeds up that battle considerably. But still, even with Vivi, you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. And I was like, yeah, God was, damn it, dude. It, this- it was a different time. We didn't have anything else to do in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. I like I want to like I wish I wish I was some child prodigy so I could calculate the amount of times. I've spent in a game like Final Fantasy waiting, waiting for, for a load of bars so yeah. I could do an action. I wonder if that well, was that's when equal. You can, that's when you can check Twinder or twin, swipe on the Tinder. That's terrifying. You know, like legitimately what I was doing during that time, 
not not Tinder. Nice try. Uh, oh like no, Twinder. Waiting... No, that sounds great. <laughs> Twinder. It's, it's Tinder, but it's only twins. Oh, it's twins. twins. Yeah. Oh, I'm just brilliant. We need to market this now. <laughs> we we hey, we're already working on Whiskers, one dating mm-hmm. app at a time. <sighs> but no, like I would legitimately was like waiting for the bar. I was folding. Like I had my laundry was dried, so I'd, I'd fold a piece of laundry, and then I'd press yeah. my actions. Then I'd fold a piece of laundry, and then or Jeez. I would, or mm-hmm. I was like, I would like clip my fingernails, and then I'd be like, oh okay, now time to do an action. Like, yep. I was like, god damn it, dude. Yeah, Shay's riveting yeah. evening. No, the, folding the, laundry and clipping the, fingernails uh, <laughs> while I'm playing Final Fantasy IX. Yeah, a window into they, the they had illustrious to make the, life in Japan. Uh, the combat a little bit slower at the beginning there, so you could. Uh, have time to uh to load up play online with your 56k internet to uh yeah. to see the guide yeah oh god like dude i i still remember that to this day like when you get stuck <laughs> on a game or you want to look at how to get a like a character on monster rancher and you're pulling it up on your dial-up internet and then you see the top bar of the website and it slowly yep. loads just a little bit more and you're like oh Oh, there's a few words oh, like mm-hmm. the, the, this younger uh, generation will like and i'm so thankful that nobody in the younger generation has to experience that just mm-hmm. if you're if you're stuck somewhere and you have to look it up online and you're waiting for the t- fucking web page to load little by little by mm-hmm. little and it, it was exactly with, with it was Horn, exactly it was like, like the oh combat i can see game. your shoulders or yep. neck uh, 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 out of the boob there it is. Oh, it's there a good it face. Nipple! Good face Nipple! on this one. Yep. Let me check back <laughs> no, in 20 like, minutes. Waiting for those web pages to load where exa- is exactly like waiting for you to take your turn in Final Fantasy IX. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it's like. So We had way more patient because of, because of the 56K modems at the time. <laughs> right? Dude, but, every, like, but like I said, I just, yeah, that's a common criticism of the game for sure. It, yeah. it well, is. And you're, yeah. I'll get I'll get more into it. I'll get more into it before I like have a more comprehensive opinion of it. I'm in reality in a Final Fantasy game. I'm I'm scratching the surface. So yeah. Um. Cool. Cool. Okay. Well, that's a good one to fill in your Final Fantasy lineage. Um. If you if you will. Uh. Yeah. And it's kind of a nut nutty time because like you were saying, we just found out that place the Pokemon DLC is dropping, and of course. You know, the Last of Us Two is already setting the world on fire, and that drops Thursday night. So Jesus Christ! Yeah, the, well, the, the Pokemon DLC was always going to be released in June. It's just they didn't announce when in June. And yeah. um, it's funny, like one of my old coworkers, um, she had a baby, so she's currently out of teaching right now because she's taking care of her child. She came in last week, and she loves Pokemon. So her and I were talking a little bit about Pokemon and. She got she had a shiny and she was all excited about that and she's like actually I'm gonna be playing the DLC next or like the the new uh, granted she didn't quite say it this way because she used some Japanese of course but she's like I'm gonna be playing the new expansion next week and I was like oh it comes out next week and she's like yeah and I was like oh shit so I <laughs> I guess it is coming next week then all right yeah. one day we'll live in a world where we get review codes and we'll have already played it and we won't be. <laughs> That would be a world worth living in, my friend. That way we don't uh, get crammed by ten games at once like we always do. Mm, the good crammy. Yep, there All it right. is. I, I knew I fucking knew it, Josh. Why did I why? Mm-hmm. And yet you, you chose to use that around. word. 
it's the cramming is on your hands, sir. It, um. Oh God, I would, I would. <laughs> you know, let me, let me. Imagine, Morgan. Imagine your dad just cramming and stuffing your beautiful, lovely mother. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Just fucking um, laying her down. Mm-hmm. What the? I can't. I can't even do it. I feel so bad right now. I feel so- Continue. I can't. I feel. I so think I should definitely be like, Dad. I know you don't listen to the show, but this week you definitely gotta listen to the show. <laughs> Dude, your parents would hate me. I love your parents. They're such sweethearts. Don't ever show. But Dad's don't, like, son, don't ever, don't ever. About that cram. I just, I wanted to ruin cram for you because I'm tired mm. of you being such a pervert all the time, and I, can't I, I couldn't even do it. I couldn't do it, man. <laughs> Uh, so I'm excited to talk about one of these things with you guys, which is pretty crazy. So I'm in a dark hole right now because I started, I started watching Rick After and Morty. After all that cramming, yeah, I was gonna, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was gonna make it up. <laughs> I was gonna say that's what your dad said, ah, but uh, oh, I can't, I can't, man, I can't, I can't so, do it. Dude. See, you guys did it too. That wasn't just me. Um, you guys like to jump in and do it, but then when I do it, oh, somehow it's just Morgan being a pervert. Well, there, there's a difference between making a quip and dragging it out oh, i like a i like a good cram and i want to s- stuff my dick in there oh anyways uh video games that's that's the josh difference. is gonna say something i saw something on josh is rolling around yeah, on his yeah, tongue. No, josh, we're yeah. We're, we're, yeah no we're gonna okay. we're gonna drop josh, it. josh josh cram it in come on buddy <laughs> morgan and i are cramming it in come on cram it in i want to hear one josh <laughs> just, unleashed one I josh just, unleashed i, I it what? it was like one of the Triple penetration. It's Josh, gone. It's gone at this point because it was okay. All right, all right, all right. Based off of the the setup, so there's nothing. <sighs> my, to, nothing. To... My my dream of me, Morgan and Josh all cramming, in the same spot is suddenly gone. I ruined it. I'm sorry, guys. Mm. We'll get it back. We'll get it back. So yeah, I'm in a dark place. Speaking of cramming, I've been watching Rick and Morty again. So I'm in a dark place right now. <laughs> Um, my wife really hates that show and she thinks that I'm a disgusting human being for watching it. Um, I think she probably doesn't really hate the, the show as much as she hates the fans. Yeah. Cause they're exactly. some of the most insufferable sacks of shit on the internet. So. They are. And the show is it's good, man. Possible. The show is good. Like I actually, I've watched some of the new episodes. They're, they're pretty fun. They're good. I, I, I enjoy it. I got sidetracked by queer eye cause that new season dropped and that's amazing. But um no new, new rick and morty episodes have been really good so far yeah yeah it's 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 a good show i don't i don't i've just started kind of getting back into it um it's it's more much more clever than you think it is anyways i don't know who this justin rolling cat is but i guess he co-wrote rick and morty is that the is that the deal yes um that that'd be that'd be one of the things yeah um, um yeah i guess he's also he co-wrote what rick and morty with Dan Harmon. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. And that that guy, I, I feel like I've heard that name before. <laughs> uh, yeah, Community. Um, <laughs> among other things. So I I kind of got that V that Rick and Morty. Well, I keep calling it the Rick and Morty VR game, which is offensive. You're not supposed to call it that. It's called Trover Saves the Universe. It is not the Rick and Morty VR game. It is not the Accounting Plus VR game. Um, but you're also have a similar lineage in creation. This is the newer game. It feels like it's from like those creators and the, those worlds, but it's definitely not Rick and Morty at all. But 
I got that game on a whim because it was on sale and there was an issue with my PlayStation account a while back with a purchase that they credited me. So I was looking for some VR stuff to cram in because, you know, I was as a joke, I had pulled my VR heads about stairs to try porn and stuff like that for the podcast. Um, as a joke. Just sure. The, yeah, you fooled. You fooled just all of zero people with that. Well, and speaking of which, Josh, nobody told me that the, the emotional connection I was going to have uh, from VR porn being like POV and, and 3D and being so visceral. Like, yeah, you were emotionally connected to having a full-size penis. <laughs> it seems like it's a lot more fun to have a full-size penis than, than mine, that's for sure. I don't know. Um, the, the snack size are more economical, so. Yeah, I get, they, they get, get, they get better gas mileage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that's probably true. Um, which was interesting because you know I went through the whole process of uh, finding you know where to download the videos, putting my USB stick, downloading the media player, and and trying it out. And I gotta tell you, just a, just one of those weird experiences you gotta have. It's kind of messy if you want to bring your supplies in and actually you know get it going like because you already have the headset on and you're in the you set the control and there's wires everywhere and then you're trying to navigate your lotion it's it's the supplies make it messy why Um, do you still use lotion we've been of course fingers josh (laughs) (laughs) well what am i come on lube oh no you guys you guys use lube for that fuck yeah Wow, uh, lube is too lube. Uh, dr- kind of gets that like dry stickiness to it after a, a little while. Not soda. You're not supposed what? to use no, fucking greasy ass lotion. 10. Are you using that somehow dries out slower than lube? He's got <laughs> fucking petroleum jelly well. over there. He's, Dude, he's using actually, Vaseline. <laughs> I'll tell you what helps. He's using Vicks Vapor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you get a tang. It smells good. good. That's why I use it. Mm. I just wanted like one experience of like being in the VR and having that feeling as well, because otherwise you just feel disconnected. And uh, it was interesting, you know. I, I, as soon as as soon as it was done, I just wanted to be like, "Am I gonna see you again?" That was the first time I ever finished and said, "Will I see you again?" Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh shit, it's not real." This is. And then the, the end card popped up and it said, "Play again," and you realized, "Oh yeah, I will." Rewind. So, um, he created a porn cup, porn hub account, sword chomping, so he could save the video. <laughs> and he, he bought a month's supply of Jergens from Amazon. <laughs> a month's supply. That's two pallets. That's too much. <laughs> two pallets. They have to get a special forklift to in put these it in times. his garage. <laughs> Yeah, is this OSHA regulation? Well, it was always down in my my living room. They had a three man crew to bring that in. It. It was... <laughs> <laughs> They're wearing fucking helmets. <laughs> Get this guy's jerking lotion in this apartment. That would be an amazing visual. If I had like a front garage and like everybody in the neighborhood could see it happening. There's just a cavalcade of people outside clapping. This man has no shame. (laughs) They're like, yeah, that's a lot of lotion. Dude, I'm fucking fucking crying right now. This is... (laughs) No shame. Um, I mean... I'm I'm seriously fucking crying. 
It's it's not the shame that would give me shame. It'd just be the wife uh, wanting to murder me. Oh really? Oh my god! Yeah. It's not a shame issue. Uh, anyways, yeah, it she'd was, be ashamed that you're amazing. using lotion instead of lube. Yes, the lube is stickier. <laughs> <laughs> it just it starts to dry, sticky, and then it no, just, it, feels it doesn't. Like That's the point of it. Uh, like what? I don't know if he's just getting greasy Look, I'm a lotion, lotion Dude, he, or if he's, he's getting, getting horrible. He's been getting his lube, lube from Goodwill. That's where mm, he's been getting man, it from. You guys always give me the best ideas for polls. I love you guys. Uh, um, anyways, so that's why I had initially <laughs> brought it up here, and then I found that um, Trover Saves Universe game blown me away from a creation standpoint visually that game has an art style that just even with my critical eye playing a lot of the other vr games lately it looks so damn good the humor is great i can't believe it like i didn't i was like oh this humor might not be for me but like right at the beginning of the game i was like literally just entranced and la- i messaged you guys like an hour into them this game is fucking enchanting like i and the way they drip feed you with abilities, the world is gorgeous. It's it's a platformer. So it's like Moss in that you are an entity behind the character and you control the character running around, jumping, platforming. Mm-hmm. But it's like a mixture of Moss and Astrobot because you solve puzzles and stuff, but you also do like you have a jetpack under your feet, like uh, like Astrobot does. Um, so it's like a best of both worlds thing there. But the coolest thing is you are called a Cherorpion, which is basically like you know, their metaphor for just how pathetic society is. It's like Wally, basically. Okay. <laughs> um, but you're con- the idea is that you're behind the person on this journey controlling them in theory, and you're helping them, and you're just like this lady sitting in a chair. Um, That's awesome. And but, but what's cool about it is your chair floats around, which makes sense for teleportation, right? But it goes up three layers. Remember the three-layer burrito we always talk about? You go, nope. I completely forgot about that weekly thing you referenced back from December. Mm. I'm not the only one that reference. Some other people do. I know. I, um, I have too. <laughs> you're on the ground. You're in like midair and then you're up higher. And what that does is allows you to like, like literally you can look down when you're way up high and you, you feel like you're floating in the sky, but you're using that to solve puzzles and stuff because you can see different parts of your environment. Um, the game so far, I've, I'm only about five hours into it. I'd say I beat the first two worlds right now. The game is literally perfect i don't say that very often which means it's probably going to start to fall apart as of right now this game is literally perfect it's it's so goddamn good That's awesome. i wonder how i wonder how good it is outside of a vr um because a lot of people message me that they love it and they play it outside of vr but i just i feel like that experience is so nice that i don't know what that would be like um just because you're so wrapped up in the and the humor in this game is great. Justin Rowland obviously created it, but there's like there's sections in this game where characters will just be talking to you in the background, and I'm just doing puzzles and jumping around. And I'm literally listening to them make all these quips and this and that for like ten minutes, and I'm just completely enamored with it because he has like a very his writing style is very. It's just like two people like just having a casual weird conversation with like uh look at this guy over here he's just fucking jumping around. I don't know why he's even fucking pick up that rock. Um, what are you doing? What this guy thinks a rock's gonna fucking do anything, dude? Have you ever killed anybody, man? I've never killed anyone. It was, it's fucked up, dude. That shit sticks with you, man. You're gonna get a fucking night. Like, he'll just have, like, these characters just having a weird, random, tangential conversation for, like, 10 or 15 minutes straight, and it never repeats. Like, the dialogue doesn't repeat or anything. It's it's the craziest goddamn uh, thing. I, I've really been bl- blown away. I'm sorry, Josh is sending a thousand things in this chat. It's really are you sending lube in the chat, Josh? Yes, I'm sending lube in the chat. Yes. 
for your yeah, own good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, for anyone out there that has VR, uh, I can't recommend this Trover Saves the Universe game. The music is even amazing. I can't believe how you much you can't I recommend really it, or you game. can't recommend it enough. I can't recommend it, and I don't really like doing recommendations because everyone has such vastly different tastes. But like, I can't recommend this game enough. Like, okay, because you kept you, you kept saying I can't recommend it, and I was confused. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. Okay. Yeah, I I don't want pe- I, it's it's so funny and clever and smart and like you're just getting abilities at the perfect pacing and just the general concept and the the humor is so good it actually got me to start watching rick and morty because like you know what maybe rick and morty was funnier than i remember <laughs> um it's just it's so goddamn good and i'm trying to platinum that final fantasy fishing game monsters of the deep um on the side and that game is not good um, mm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the probably the most excited I've ever been for a game in my life. It is a dream concept. Um, I have a lot of passion and love for that game, but it's not a great game. That game causes me more like headaches and like eye issues than any other VR game I've played. Um, and I can only imagine it's because it was just kind of rushed. You know, if you guys remember, Final Fantasy 15 came out in 2016, mm-hmm. and this game, Monster of the Deep, the VR fishing game, came out in 2017. November, less than a year. Um, so it definitely feels really rough around the edges, which is not good in VR because it, it just it's one of the only games I have that fucks with my my uh, my head and my eyes. It's hmm. it's frustrating. It really is, especially. And then I put in another game and I'm like, this looks gorgeous. Like, there's just no excuse for this shit, you know. Um, but yeah. I still recommend the shit out of that game because it's just so weird and unique that like. It's not a good game, but I still think it's absolutely like you should you should check it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of which, uh, I have an interview that's going up. By the time you hear this, uh, that you'll hear where I interview the composer of that weird game, and he also uh, composed uh, some stuff for Super Smash Brothers and Devil May Cry. His name is Tetsuya Shibata, and you should definitely keep a lookout on In the Blood for that. If you have not, but I'm just trying to apply them that Final Fantasy fishing game because it means a lot to me, even though it's not great. And this uh, Trover Saves the Universe game is amazing. Amazing. One and th- I Platinum Maneater. Platinum Maneater, too. One thing I wanted to say, Morgan, is a lot of times we give you shit for mispronouncing things. Um, you didn't do a terrible job with uh, that composer's name. Like, granted, it wasn't perfect. Um, hmm. Even my pronunciation isn't perfect when I speak Japanese, but. Yes. You did a pretty good job. Oh, yeah. Uh, how, how would you say it? Say the name again, because I can't remember that guy's name. Uh, Tetsuya Shibata? Tetsuya Shibata. Tetsuya Shibata. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't do bad at all. He, he was a, a kind... It was a fun challenge for me because there was a language barrier, and, um, like, he was a really kind human being but obviously probably frustrating not really frustrating but you know if someone asks you a question you have uh your english is not you're not incredibly proficient as you know being in japan shay that like your your answers can feel somewhat limited at first because you don't have the vocabulary to respond in the way that you normally yeah yeah that's Mm -hmm. that's forever one of the banes of not being fluent in japanese for me is like there are so many things that when people ask questions i want to go into detail but I can't because just I don't thank have him the vocal. Ask him where the bathroom is. Yeah, I'm like, Arigato gozaimasu. Uh, <laughs> wa doko desu ka? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's no, I totally get it. And the the cool thing is, excuse me for a second. <clears throat> um, 
is that it's cool that you guys actually attempted that. And I actually, I know this is going to be weird to hear this. It's probably, probably the interview I'm actually most excited of yours to hear because having lived in Japan for as long as I have and knowing that dynamic firsthand, I kind of want to hear how you personally handled it and how this, um, this, uh, Tetsuya handled it because I know the dynamics of that when you're talking with somebody in a different language. And this has been my experience when you say something and sometimes they think they understand your question, but they don't quite understand your question. So you have to figure out a very polite way to reword that question yeah, to where they do understand exactly. it. Or like you'll yeah. be saying something and you're talking way too fast and you don't realize it because you're, you're speaking your natural language and then you're like, oh shit, I am talking too fast. And then you're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta focus on that. Like that actually happened to me yesterday. One of my students came up to me and she, uh, she's from the Philippines and she's like, she mainly speaks Japanese, but she speaks some English. She's like, tell me about your love life. So I just, I was like, all right, sure. I, I, I'll tell you some of it. And so I started talking and I was talking really fast. And the look on her face was like, oh, like she's trying to understand. I was like, oh, okay. I need to slow my language down. So I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me slow down for you. And then I made the English a little bit easier and slowed it down a little bit more like this. And she was able to better understand. So that's one of those things that like a lot of people don't think about when they go to a different culture and they live there. Um, so I'm really, really excited to hear that interview that you did, man. Like that's probably the one I'm the most excited about that you've done. It's, it's, it's fascinating. I'm excited for you to hear it as a, a Japan resident. You can, if you want to hear the slowest I've ever talked in my life, go listen to the intro of that interview. I just <laughs> could see, I just, I talk fast as it is. You so. do. You do. I hope that you weren't like, so this <laughs> game what like pandering no i no, hope it wasn't no. like that because that that would be no, insulting no, no. and that would break my it, heart it was it was it was pretty good by the end he was comfortable enough to tell me you, you can hear it at the end at the beginning it's sort of like you're getting okay it's just like simple answers because of the barrier but you can tell by the end how comfortable he was getting personal stories and i was like okay we got there we cracked him up sometimes that's yeah. the game you play in the interview is like trying to get someone comfortable and, yeah. and get around to those things and, so. and you have an added level of difficulty there actually in some ways because and again this is anecdotal please don't apply this across the board anyone who's listening uh because every human being is different so i want to make that very clear right now but from my experiences, having don't you dare say something bad, Josh. Having lived, <laughs> I'm typing I, I it. You, I was I was about to say it out loud, and then I realized that I probably shouldn't. So no, good, good, good. Yeah. You can type it. That's fine. Except the Irish. Uh, God damn it! <laughs> They've been persecuted enough in history. <laughs> I, no, I'm, I no. apologize. <laughs> As you should. Mm-hmm. And it's rare listeners that you ever get a josh apology so Mm -hmm. take that in but anyways the added difficulty is that japanese people in general in my experience have been very shy and it takes a while to get them to open up so not only not only are you having the difficulty of getting someone that you've never met before to open up in an interview because you have that awkward having just met them but Mm -hmm. um on top of that you have someone from a culture uh, that in general, I, I believe is a f- very shy culture. And a lot of Japanese people will tell you like 
Japanese people reserved, are very shy yeah. and reserved. So you had an added difficulty there. So yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to hear how the whole dynamic. Yeah, out. I gotta know now. I gotta know what you think. Because now I'm extra curious. Because <laughs> um, you live that every day. That's yeah. your life every yeah. day. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I could tell you stories, but let's talk <laughs> about games. I can say, I definitely just plowed through with my general optimism. Eventually, it got there. Um, it worked it was, really it was, well. It was, for it was you. very. He was, he was, he was super nice, super kind gentleman. And um, wait, are you talking about the VR porn? Or are you talking about the interview? <laughs> uh, it, it, it's apt to both. So, oh, okay. Does that work? Can I say it's apt to both? Is that proper? Uh, not quite, but it yeah. understand the meaning. Yeah, it, it works should, well I enough. Say it's an apt comparison. There you go. There you it, go. It works That's much it, better. It's good enough. Uh oh. Anyways, I was just gonna say um very very briefly, and then I want to talk to Josh about Time Lie before we get to some polls here. Another game that Rich played. God damn you, Rich. Um, Rich is here in spirit <laughs> somewhere. Um, I uh, the my funny story anecdotally here that I have to say. This is I can probably get this soliloquy off my chest in about thirty seconds or less, but it's very very important that I say this. I do think I was a little too harsh on Man Eater last week. I'll probably bury this on if someone misses this part of the podcast and they'll think I'm forever because <laughs> it had ate my save file and I was very heated. I, yeah. I don't think it's a particularly great game, but I was very upset at that point, as anyone probably would be. Um, I think the secret to that game is that the gameplay is almost more about the the checklist of all of these items so clustered in this world and that satisfaction you get of popping them off more so than the actual gameplay. Um, which is very simple. You know, I pretty much, once I got to the mega after like the fourth area, I just smashed one button the whole game and I didn't have a single problem. Um, and then it was, and you know, that's fine because the gameplay at that point became, you know, the humor and, and look, I, I finished that game, but this is the important thing I wanted to say is that I was willing to buy that game before it came out. I didn't look at, I didn't need a lot to know on it. When Josh told me that he saw it at the PC show or whatever, uh, and he told me because he knew I was a, a shark nerd. I've loved like turtles and sharks since I was a kid or like my two big things. Sharks became a little mainstream, so I tend to drift a little toward turtles, you know. Uh, but but I, I love sharks. And this is game is a dream come true. So I was going to buy it and support it and love it no matter what. So I think it's important to understand that I platinum this game that gave me a hell of a time. And I'm very conflicted about the way that I feel about it. I don't think it's a great game. I don't think it's an awful game. I, in some ways, it's a dream come true, and then in some ways, it's a broken game that kept deleting my saves. And I'm very conflicted on how I ended up feeling about it. But I wanted to get every inch out of that game because it's a Morgan game. So I got the platinum, and I will say the the funny thing was I was going to come on this show and apologize, and literally as I finished the game with one trophy left, it erased my fucking save file again, <laughs> and I, I actually, I'm, this is going to be embarrassing, I'm not going to lie, I actually felt like crying, I did not cry because it's a video game, I felt like crying because I had put all this time into it twice, and I was one trophy, mm. one, all I had to do was go flick an enemy at a switch to open a door or something weird in the world. I was one trophy away when it ate my save file. So, on a whim, um, and the, the, by the way, the manufacturer, um, uh, Tripwire, did not help me with this advice, it was no. just a friend. That advice Tripwire, is so shit. 
they gave me just like a generic email, like, oh, I'm sorry, you felt with that. We're working on it, and we will get around to it as soon as we can. Yeah. I I went and read all their things. There was nobody recommending this. It it sounds like an obvious thing, but I went to the cloud saves, which you can access if you're a PS Plus member. I found the oldest one I had, and even though the date didn't look good because it looked too recent, I just grabbed the oldest cloud save I could, loaded it up, and there was my game. And I have to tell you guys, I was so fucking happy when I saw that. Like, my elation and my relief was just like, oh. I, I will say two things. Like, one, you don't ever have to feel ashamed for feeling defeated when something like that happens. When you put, when you invest a lot of time and your money into something like that, it's perfectly okay to feel defeated. Like, to say that it, it would be embarrassing to cry? I don't think so. It, I mean, there are so many conditions that could contribute to that. Maybe you had a really shitty day and that was the cherry on top. No shame in that, man. You got to cry. You got to cry. Nothing wrong with that. The other thing I will say on a less happy, lighthearted note is you remember a few weeks ago when you gave me shit when I said I wanted to go back and play that game to get all the uh, achievements or trophies? Remember when you gave me shit for that? Yeah. You got to eat a little bit of crow here, my friend. Hmm. Well, r- right after I said that on a podcast, I also said, I hate this game. I'm still playing it. I hate this game. I'm still playing it. It's a very conflicting experience. Um, it is. It is. I, like, we, I've been talking about it with the Rev, as I'm sure you have as well. Um, I th- yeah. We've talked about it. Like we death. have some sort of shaman. Like, we have some sort of personal shaman. I'm well, like, <laughs> talking about I think it with there, the Rev. I think there, there are a lot of things that are good about the game. They just with the way those glitches are with, with the way with some of the mechanics were uh, kept it from being at the potential we saw it could be, I think is what it inevitably boils down to. Yeah. You know, yeah, having the it, on console is completely unforgivable at launch. Yeah. I'm hoping it eventually gets straightened out a lot of the, Oh, the combat straightforward and boring. I think has to do with the difficulty of the game because it's really not, there's an awful lot to it, but you don't need to do any of it. You can just mash one button, like you're saying, for the most yep. part, which is yep. not the best balancing that they could have done there. But then again, it's a dumb shark game. Maybe they wanted it to be easy enough for somebody to just be able to button mash their way through Maybe. it. Maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah. What's funny is I didn't end up biting Josh. I ended up like doing this, uh, just like this spinning attack, R1, whatever that was. Yeah. I just spun into everything. And like at the end, I did have more things I could do. Like I could ram a boat without pressing R1, like literally just swim into it and do damage. I could kick it, I could spin into it, and I could bite it. That's pretty much all you can really do other than jumping on I top of and eating people. Shark, yeah, tail kicks. Yeah. Whoosh. But like, there's really no incentive to do anything for me other than ram, 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 eat people and get help. Yeah, you know? I don't know if that's necessarily a knock on the game. Like at that point, it's almost like applying like a a more strategy oriented games logic into a game that was never going to be that. You know, and that might be well, just I mean, us like, projecting it was our that. expectations. It's just, I think it was just so easy. You don't need to do any of it. Was kind of the thing. Like they just they don't require it. Um, yeah, I, well, I think it's there for the people who want it. The game isn't predicated on that strategy, and that's kind yeah. of the differentiation I'm trying to make there. Well, but but that's what we always say, guys. It's game design 101. If the game doesn't require you or... In, You're going to use the easiest thing to do, yeah. Yeah, you, the yep. game should be at least encouraging you to try some different... Even when I fought well, that I mean, sperm, does, that giant whale at the end, Only like I in one way. Like, like the, the only thing they do that with is... The, the ships that have, like, the electric generators on them. Like, yes. Like, yeah, oh, you have to yeah. throw something at this one. 
Like there, there yeah, should have been yeah. a little bit more than just the one enemy type that's like, okay, you have to use a different mechanic in order to kind of get you familiar Man Eater 2 could be awesome, right? Man Eater 2 could potentially be... And look, I, I don't know how to... This, in all my life, I don't think I've ever played a game that confounds my general analysis uh, because I generally know how I feel about something. And But I think that if it comes down to, hey, guy was obsessed about this game, was going to buy... I would have spent... If you had told me this game was $100 and I didn't see a single video on it when it came out, I would have bought it. So what does that even mean at the end of the fucking day? You know what I mean? I can tell you it's garbage until the fucking sun comes home, and I still got the platinum. What the fuck does it all mean, Josh? I, when does the sun ever come home? I thought it just mm. stays away. I've never heard that expression before. Oh, I don't know. Is it's that the prodigal sun comes home? Is that, is that the reference? Because then that makes sense. It's just, what's, what are we doing here? What are, we're waiting are for we the cows. Here? That's what we're doing. Mm. <laughs> We're waiting for the cows Why, to come home. Yeah, waiting for those spherical cows to come home. That's right. Um, speaking of lies, um, Josh, you're playing something called Time Lie, mm-hmm. um, which I was looking up because I was not. You hadn't. You weren't streaming. Did you stream this one? No, I, I didn't stream so, this right? one. This is one that I just okay. uh, grabbed and knocked out in a sitting or two. Um, it was one okay. that actually got recommended to me by the Rev. Um, it's when he had, uh, had mentioned that I had, wasn't on my radar at the time. Um, but it, it is, keep showing up here. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it, it, it's, it's a puzzle game. Puzzle game. Okay. With, um, kind of an interesting conceit. It's, it's like a grid based puzzle game. Um, uh, but it's a real time grid based puzzle game. Um, well, real, real, real time ish. It, like it's yes, it's a stealth game, um, okay. but stealth in the sense that there's basically one ish solution for the most part of how to solve these things. It's a stealth mm. puzzle is basically what it is. Like you can't let so, the enemies see you. Uh, well, and not strictly. Like there are sometimes times you want to like get their attention or something, but uh, the puzzle is how to get through with the stealth. Which I like, because that was one of the things that I enjoyed the most about the original Metal Gear Solid, was that it is a stealth puzzle for the for the most part. Um, yeah, yeah. And like that's 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 one of the reasons I like VR missions is the best Metal Gear. Like that's it is like wow, it's it is the best Metal Gear, um, because it's it's doing that the most. It's doing it in the most varied ways. It's 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 great. And this has kind of given me a little bit of that sort of a, a vibe. Obviously different because uh, the other mechanic with this is that you can move time backwards and forwards to like plan out your route. Like, okay, I went this way, but it's not going to work. So let's, let's go back uh, this far and try a different way. Um, yeah. Which is eh, whatever. It's, it's, it's there at the beginning, but then the interesting thing they do with it is give you another character to control where you find this cat to uh to be your little sidekick and you're controlling the motion of both of them and trying to mm. use you know, like distract the an cat enemy in the previews and like, then oh yeah so you're kind of um you're controlling one at a time but then since you can move time back and then do something else while that other character is doing something it it's it's fun actually that bit kind of reminded me of uh 
in Majora's Mask, there is one quest um, that's like a one of the ridiculously hard to finish side quests. It's like the end to it, where you're trying to uh, help this uh, this character who who got transformed to to find uh, oh, to to like yes. uh, get his. Uh, I don't I don't remember I don't remember the exact what you're trying to do at the end. It's been forever, but anyway, you're trying to help him get back to his wedding at the end there, and you're trying to find a mask that he needs. Um, but you're controlling two characters on different sides of a room, kind of like doing puzzles that influence the other room. And I was kind of getting a couple vibes like that um, as well. Hmm. Um, trying to think. Let's see. What else do I have here? You got a note. You got a note. Yeah, I got my note, <laughs> notes up here. It's... Second cat making reference on today's show. Mm-hmm. On the yeah, the the it it starts out with this like mysterious sort of um premise of like you're this girl at some sort of facility trying to escape, apparently, mm-hmm. and. Like the girl's been getting conducted experiments on, kind of, or something like that. They don't really explain an awful lot of it, um, and even at the end, it's left very mysterious, vague and, and very okay. and kind of yeah. like, I guess, left open for like a sequel or whatever. But like, um, and then also like, I, I don't feel like they did much with the story. I felt like it was mostly there for tone than for a story itself is kind of what I got to by the end. Like, okay, they were, they were trying to say something, but what they were saying was mostly just setting a mood more than like the story itself, which, which is fine. It's a puzzle game. Like I, I didn't need a lot from it, but I was fairly intrigued by the introduction. It was like, yeah, like it was one of those things that, the mood made me want to know what happened, and then it you you don't, um, sort of a thing, Weird. which was a little depressing. I so guess. like the ambiguous nature of it was not it didn't like leave you thinking in an interesting way. You actually wanted more. Yeah, yeah. I felt like the story was just kind of not there. So, oh, okay. but I don't know. It, it, it was That's it was stupid. fun. It was a, it was a good little time. It was not. Nice afternoon. Yeah, yeah. It was a good couple, you know, sessions with the game there. I don't, I don't know if it's gonna be for everyone because it is that sort of like puzzle stealth type thing. Um, so that's, I think that's fairly, fairly niche of a of a genre. But mm. I, I enjoyed it. I think it, I think it did a good yeah, job in that space. That sounds like so. you pl- puzzles and stealth. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot. Like you said, it was a nice afternoon. Like the kind of like, I think when I was thinking of Maneater, it reminded me of like a game I would have found for PlayStation 1 that I would have beaten in, in a weekend. Like a rough, weird game on the PlayStation. You know, like a rental game. Mm-hmm. Like this is totally a rental-ass game through and through. Um, which, uh, which, you know, is interesting. You don't, you don't, I think for us, the, probably the problem is that we're, I'm used to analyzing all these like really high-quality AAA games all the time, so it's tough. Like, oh, yeah. There is still C-level stuff out there, D stuff. Don't even take the AAA martyr joke. I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear the AAA. I see Shay's mm-hmm. face lighting up there. Um, I didn't anyway, say that anything. Game sounds... I did not say a word. 
Timeline sounds interesting. It sounds interesting. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, it was fun. It was a uh, girl and her cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, like the little bit of story they get into because there's so little of it, I'm not going to discuss at all because like it's impossible to say anything without it being a spoiler. Even though, again, I don't feel like there's not a full lot there to spoil. But again, like anyway, I, I was I was a little bit let you down. Wanted I wanted more, more from it. Yeah, but. Hmm. There wasn't a blob at the end with a bunch of arms and legs, perhaps? The... No, no. <laughs> they have, like, this... They they do that sort of, like, Inception, like, stinger at the end that kind of recontextualizes something, and you're like, oh, my God! But at this point, I don't care about that nonsense as, like, as far as, like, a narrative structure goes. Um, like, I just... I, I, yeah. So you're saying Inception is nonsense? Yes, first. yes, it is. But but you know what I mean. That whole like, um, <laughs> was it all yeah, a yeah, dream kind of... type of a thing? Again, like obviously literal in that sense, but you know that same sort of idea. Um, was it all a dream within a dream within a dream? Mm-hmm. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? How many days? I was going to make gone? you do it yourself because as, as I know you're. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Take it away, Josh. No, no, that, that was the point. I was going to make you do it yourself. <laughs> Caught oh. in a land. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Copyright issues. Stop. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. Well, that's exciting. A lot of stuff to talk about there game wise. And of course, next week, we'll probably have first impressions of The Last of Us 2. Holy titties on a scale. All right. So, um, we have the patron poll and some quick, I'm going to go through these polls pretty quickly. I did these intentionally so we wouldn't have a lot to talk about because I knew this was going to be long. So I made these just quick questions for the audience. For example, every Tuesday, by the way, you can go to add Sorechomp Instagram page, catch poll day vote. We talk about the results these past two weeks because we took a, a week off for everything that's going on in the world and to get some excited stuff revealed behind the scenes, which I cannot talk about here yet. But if you want some really deep, dark Swordchomp info, go to patreon.com slash Swordchomp. Sign up for that VIP tier for top secret info. It's there, I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I asked our audience the sexier custom console, The Last of Us 2 console or that Cyberpunk Xbox console. And the Cyberpunk Xbox One X slaughtered The Last of Us 2. 60 to 30. 61 to 39%. It does look better. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd call that just a slaughter, the, Like the but... console itself, yeah. That's true. Like I'll just... just say it's a beatdown. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it cause, because it looks like they tried to make it look like someone in the world had a a device that looked like that, right? And it fits the cyberpunk theme, whereas like the Last of Us 2 just has an engraving on it of a moth or whatever, and I'm like, all right, great, you know? Um I I can't even remember what the significance of that is, which I know Last of Us fans are going to get really mad at me for. Josh, what was the significance of the moth again? I've not even seen this console. Like, is it a moth? I'm assuming it's a firefly. Oh, I thought, well, it looked like a moth. I thought it was a firefly, but I I know the fireflies, but am I looking at this picture wrong? Shay, is it a uh, firefly? Let me see this thing real quick. Me too. Here, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. I just assumed it was a firefly. This is live. Does Morgan know what a firefly looks like? Yes. Uh, li- 
This is going to be a very sad day for me and my existence. Here you go, Josh. It's in the WhatsApp mm-hmm. chat. He's pulling it up now live, folks. No, that's a moth. You're uh, right. That's a moth. So what would what am I missing? Is that maybe new significance to the new game and maybe something I'm not completely crazy here? I'm trying to remember if there was any significance of a moth in the first one, and I don't remember. Not that I can think of. No, so hmm. maybe that's that's something that will be availed to us as we yeah. play this. I mean, it one. is a new game, so. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's perfectly fine, but it's just an engraving of them. To me, I was like, eh, whatever. I mean, it's it's simple and it's elegant, but gamers <laughs> have never been described as elegant. <laughs> yeah. Well, but do you really want an elegant moth on your console? Well, the, I mean, that's that fits the the game. Yeah, not just that. The controllers that come with each of them are looks like head and shoulders the the winner there, and that's the thing you're actually going to see the whole time, since the other that's is going to si- be yeah. mostly turned sideways and and hidden. Um, the yeah. controller is the so much better on one does the cyberpunk. Look- Dude, that's well, yeah, but this, but the console does look pretty cool. Yeah. How they no, do, no, no, it looks yeah. like just a makeshift, good. like PC from the site. Yeah, I was, I was actually talking oh. with a friend on Twitter about this. I really miss colorful consoles, so I really like that Cyberpunk console a lot. Like mm-hmm. back in the day of the the uh, Game Boys that had all the crazy colors, oh, yeah. and the N64s that had all the see through colors and whatnot. I really miss that in consoles. So. Yeah. I liked that the Wii did that whenever that yeah. came out. Like, yeah, I they had a good variety at, at launch there. And it's like, well, it, yeah, that, that whole idea has kind of died off. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I mean, granted, the console itself is just black. But since the majority of it is the controller or the, the Joy-Cons, at least I feel like Nintendo is the only like real colorful console option out there right now. Yeah. Well. Yep. Well, there was the white PS4, the and then uh, I think it was the Death Stranding one, and then there was the red Spider-Man PS4 too. Well, and and to be fair, actually, now that I think about it, that that's one thing that Xbox One and PS4 really did is they made so many color variants of their controllers. Now that I think about it, yeah, like they, they had, had some more for the really cool yeah. Xbox One controller variants um, that I. You know, I was like, I don't really need another controller, but I fucking want that color. So, yeah. Yeah. What, what I think is it's fucking better than crazy all the is that camo ones that they made for the PS3 Ugh. and stuff like the Call of Duty camo. Mm-hmm. Um, what I what blows my mind, guys, is I know a lot of hardcore gamers. Generally, they're single, kidless uh, gaming enthusiasts, but they <laughs> I don't I don't say with any sort of uh, resentment. Um, they uh, they just collect these consoles and they never use them. They never open them, and that's fucking wild to me. Like. $500 collection console sitting on your shelf like hey if that's how you spend your money god bless you but I'm just saying like wow that shit is that's another world man of expendable income that I will never understand well I mean it depends on like it's to me and now granted maybe I'm going to get shit for saying this because maybe it's not a completely apt comparison it's to me kind of like investing in stocks is like you yeah i know see i knew someone was going to give me that look and i knew it was going to be josh is that like you let's say you put $500 down on that console and then you just let it sit there and then it becomes a collector's item and then you sell it for more than what you bought it for 
Now, granted, again, this is not a completely comparable comparison. I understand that. That's probably a better investment than stocks right now. (laughs) Yeah, you're just hoping it's going to be worth something one day, maybe. Well, I think most of the time those things are. Like, I think Cyberpunk's going to be such a big game that so many people are going to love it that if you buy that console... I think that that console looks good enough that somebody's going to want it down the line. Dude, for sure, for sure. Like, I remember years ago when I went to my local gaming shop back in my college town and they had this like lime green nintendo ds and it came with this cooking game and it was like one of a thousand or something or something crazy like that and it was selling for like double the price of a normal 3ds and Mm -hmm. it was because it was such a rare color variant and i was like damn i would love to get that just because of the color so yeah for sure it's for sure an investment but Almost always, yeah. if you don't touch it, you will make your money back. Yeah. That that said, and we've talked about colors in general, but bring back clear consoles. Clear everything. You just want to see inside yeah. the guts. Yeah, like Nintendo did that with their Pro Controller for the Switch. They've got like this smoky, clear controller that you can see the, the board through. Yeah. I want so much more of that. Like me too. All all the all the like the uh the IMAX around the all those candy colored clear IMAX. Um all like the, the N sixty four color yeah. variants. Mm-hmm. Yes. I I, yep. I want that. Those are were such oh, yeah such fun designs that I, yep, I, I really want more of that. I remember having a Game Boy color see through and that, mm-hmm. I loved that thing. I I don't know whatever happened see to the it. Wires. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I wish they would do that again. Even if it's just Nintendo. I I hope that they do that again. And it's funny because it's funny you said that, Josh. I saw someone on Twitter actually post that earlier today and I was like, "Yes." Mhm. Completely agree. Yeah. Uh for sure. Um let's see. So, one of the big things from the I'm going to fly through these because we'll just see how accurate people were. Um, well, we see a new Jack and Daxter, 73% of our audience said there's no chance. And we did not a new Spyro 70% said no chance. We did not a new crash. 56% of the audience said, yes, we did not. Yeah. A new Gran Turismo. 82% of the audience said yes. And we did. (laughs) We did. Oh, we can always count on a good old Gran Turismo. Good old racing game. A new Bloodborne. Sixty-two percent of the audience said yes. <gasps> Demon Souls. Sorry. I thought I like I was one that voted yes. I thought for sure we were gonna see a new Bloodborne because there's just they been so much waiting on that. Here. There's been it's basically confirmed at this point, but still leaks that Bloodborne's coming to PC soon. Um, so I kind of thought they might drop both at the same time. Like, oh, here's the Steam page for. Bloodborne, and also Bloodborne Two is coming to PS5, yeah. but that wasn't their announcement here. So it was not. Fifty. Uh, will we see footage from the next God of War? Fifty-three percent said yes. We did not. Also surprising. So, I actually, the sad thing is, I had a mock I've made for Ratchet and Clank, and I just forgot to post it because that's how little respect I have for Ratchet and Clank. Mm. And look what happened. We got a new Ratchet and Clank game. So that's that's what I get. Um. And the last thing we've been talking about a lot, a lot outside of the chat a couple weeks ago was we did a 
Space Force poll, and a lot of people know us uh, from our personal interests, wanting to get some of our takes on Space Force. I get asked about it a lot, so I was just going to, just a couple brief minutes here yeah. um, before we get to our patron poll. Yeah. Um, so we are notorious fans of The Office, obviously, here, some of us. Uh, Greg Daniels created The Office, and he created Space Force on Netflix with Steve Carell, and they had all 10 episodes went up on May 29th. And obviously, it was going to be a very different thing. And Shay, how'd you feel about it? Um, I enjoyed it. I thought that it was fun. Uh, obviously, it, it's something that sets itself apart from The Office. It's the only thing that's similar to it is the writers and the main actor. That's it. And I, I enjoyed it. It's obviously a little bit more on the political side than something like The Office. I really like the dynamic between Steve Carell and John Malkovich. I think that they have awesome on-screen chemistry. And I did not expect that at all. Like, truly, when I heard the cast that was going to be in there, I was like, I don't know how those two human beings slash actors fit in a movie or a TV show together. And because they're so good at their jobs that it works wonderfully uh that is easily the highest part of that show um i love their dynamic i love uh what they do throughout the show i i've also enjoyed a lot of the other actors and actresses obviously ben schwartz is ben schwartz and he's awesome i um i can't no this is this is me being a terrible human being i don't know the actress's name who plays his daughter I believe this is one of her first roles. Um, mm-hmm. She was awesome in it. I really enjoyed it. She plays the angsty teen very well, and it's not to the point of being insufferable. Uh, her name is Diana Silvers. That is her name. I wanted to look that up. I apologize for not knowing that name. Uh, she was enjoyable in that role. Uh, hopefully they do a little bit more with her writing because I felt like she was a little bit one note at times, but the actress herself did a pretty good job. I enjoyed some of the situations that afford itself to comedy. It's probably not the best way to word that, but I'm going to stick with it. (laughs) Um, No, I see what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, I enjoy some of them, and then some of them are just a little bit beyond absurd, like when they're doing the training session with the... uh, the air force and they have to shoot the balloons on each other's bodies. I like, I, I didn't really find that super humorous. I found that just ridiculous, but then, yeah. but then there, there are other things that are hilarious, like where he's trying to launch his rocket because he wants to justify the budget that the U S government is giving this space force and the rocket completely just, you know, does not launch and so he's like fuck 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 what do i do i i love that just the way that that um particular situation was handled was really well done um the monkey did you like the monkey repairing the (laughs) i did actually i that was that was completely ludicrous but it was also funny in the way that they handled it um morgan you and i kind of talked about this and this is one of the last things i want to say because i want i want you to be able to have your own input as well is that it felt like they didn't know what they were doing with a lot of the characters. John Malkovich's character is very well fleshed out 
and he's probably the tightest character in terms of writing, um, I think, on the show. Ben Schwartz's character kind of was around for comedic input and he kind of had a role, but then he kind of didn't. And, but then he kind of did, but then he kind of didn't. And that was weird. Steve Carell's character, like it's like he, he played every role he's ever played in the TV show. So at times he's like ridiculous and silly and he's Michael Scott. Uh, and then there are other times where he's like this more serious heartfelt actor like when um he's trying to connect with his daughter and uh she's being you know she's frustrated because she's been forced to move somewhere where she has no friends and steve carell is very good at acting but i felt like because of the writing you don't really get a good grasp of who that character is by the end of the first season yeah so i felt like that they need to do a, a much better job of clearly defining who these characters are. And it's the first season. That's fine. They're finding their footing. It's kind of like a lot of first seasons of a lot of TV shows are kind of like testing grounds, trying to figure out what works, what doesn't. What did the audience like? What did the audience hate? One of my favorite TV shows of all time, Star Trek Next Generation, is very guilty of this, where the first season they were trying to be the original series but they were trying to kind of set it apart and they couldn't figure out what characters who they were and what they were doing by the second season they started to figure that out and so i'm willing to give this show the benefit of the doubt um because of yeah what i believe will be the same reason i hope so too i hope they kind of find their footing i i agree with most of that like a lot of the characters it took a long time for them to find the right voice for them like i didn't laugh with a ben swartz moment until maybe like the middle or the end of the season. Like it just took a long time for them to, to go into, to find their footing with them. But yeah, John Malkovich and Steve Carell just sing the whole way through perfect chemistry. Yeah. They're like the heart and soul. It's so funny because Steve Carell, it's like the odd couple dynamic. That's, you know, it's, it's, it's very cliche, but like it works well because they're, and they're all, because I think they're both Titans. Like when you think about Steve Carell being a legendary actor, and then you think about, John Malkovich being a legendary actor, and then you're getting them in this room to play off each other. It's just a really special thing. Like everybody else in that show could pretty much have sucked, and that would have been enough for me to carry me through. Um, but yeah, I hope they find the voice for a lot of those other characters. You know what they want to do with them and where they're gonna go yeah. because uh, they're there. You could tell they're kind of spinning their wheels and trying stuff out. And yeah, like I for example, uh, Jimmy O Yang, who's a character I love from Silicon Silicon Valley, he didn't really start to heat up for me until like the middle when he was working with uh, another character in the show on teaching her how to be an astronaut. Um so like we'll see. We'll see it's to be determined. I'll say that it was a pleasant surprise. I know the critics hated it. Um I get some of the criticisms, but I would still recommend it just for Steve Carell and John Malkovich pretty much. Um yeah. Yeah. Pleasant surprise, I would say for me. Yeah, for sure. It's it's something that like if you ever have other TV shows that are more pressing that you're like, fuck, I, I have been meaning to watch this. I can comfortably say I would probably recommend those first. Uh, not to say that this is a bad TV show, just to say that, like, it's it's pretty middle of the road for me as of right now, um, teetering a little bit more on the. Uh, enjoy, enjoyment side because of that dynamic between Malkovich and Carell. And I don't know why. Like, I, I want to know if you guys remember this. 
Um, this was announced years ago, and I believe it was John Malkovich. Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought Malkovich was had filmed this movie, and they like they had filmed this movie, and they've put it in a vault somewhere, and it's not accessible to watch for a hundred years. And that was the plan. Was Malkovich the one in that? Do you guys ever remember? Like, I remember. I've never heard of that. I distinctly remember reading this article years ago about how they filmed this movie. And the the creator, director, decided that nobody was going to see this movie for a hundred years, put it away in some vault, and never touched it. And if my memory is serving correctly, John Malkovich was the main star in that movie. And I don't know why this TV show randomly reminded me of that, but I, I swear I'm not crazy. I'm, I know I've heard- I'm going to throw this out there. No one will give a fuck in a hundred years. Like that's, I mean, that's that is true. the most presumptuous thing I think I've ever heard. Like just given the current state of the world that anyone would give a fuck in a hundred years. Like, it's, I know. Yeah. It's just, it's a creative idea. Like it was kind of like when Wu Tang created that one, the one album. Yeah. album. Yeah, so I like oh, that. Oh, yeah, 100 Years is an upcoming experimental science fiction film written by John Malkovich and directed by Robert Rodriguez, mm-hmm. advertised in 2015 with the tagline, The Movie You Will Never See. It is due to be released on November 8th, 18th, 2115. Okay, so. yeah, okay, I'm not crazy then. Okay, cool. Not crazy. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. No, not I crazy. mean, it, it, it makes but sense. They probably could have gotten the funding for it because they'll make yeah. way more money by just waiting a thousand or a hundred years to you know then get their return from it than if they, you know. Imagine right imagine away, that Malkovich is and in the, the companies. The companies will still be around to to somehow make it's money. It's a cool on, idea, yeah, but like to see how art has changed and evolved and stuff. Um. Anyways, yeah, Space Force. People have thoughts on it. What a weird world we live in. Shay, you said you did a special Patreon poll. I did. That you wanted to talk about. I did. I got a. I got a private message on patreon saying like hey when are we gonna do more polls here and i was like oh people actually care about these i thought nobody cared because <laughs> for a while there i was doing these polls and like hardly anyone was voting on them and i was like all right well we'll do away with them for now and apparently people had waited long well, that enough one and... person was pissed that's right and i'm glad <laughs> so shout out to chance thanks for saying something buddy but i decided to take a chance punish the patrons for not having voted very well and i Ask them which Nintendo, which Nintendo franchise do you think has the most memorable or classic music? Now the four choices were Mario, Zelda, Donkey Kong, and the old Final Fantasy titles. Back when Nintendo was the one who shipped them, Final Fantasy got one vote. Donkey Kong got one vote. Sorry, Morgan. Mario got seven votes, and Zelda, oh, shocking. Zelda got eight. Jesus. Zelda barely edged out Mario, and at first I was really shocked by that, but then I thought more about it, and I think Zelda has kind of had a more variety in their music. Mario has like two or three really amazing themes, and those are, like, those are fucking nostalgic as hell, but those are two or three themes where Zelda ha- I think has had a lot more different music and different um yeah audios there they did reuse a lot of music early on but 
it was switching between consoles each time, and there was also a ton of new music to go with it um, that I think kind of really helped reinforce a lot of what was going on there. I, I still have a hard time thinking it wasn't Mario, but I think personally I agree, but like... Hmm. I think the dilemma with that question is like Mario to me is the most iconic, but at the same time, it's like the least enjoyable for me. So like, is it enjoyable? Is it like, like, what is the nature of your question? If if it's enjoyment for me, it's Donkey Kong and then Zelda. But if it's iconic, then of course people are going to say Mario. So I don't, I'm not quite sure. Cause Mario's like, I said most memorable slash classic memorable. God, but see, that's tough because for me, it see memorable is enjoyment based instead of just, well, it's not uh, yeah. something that you need to put too much thought in. Like this is not an SAT question. It's like mm-hmm. what, what, between those choices, which is the uh, one that is the most memorable for you? If it's Donkey Kong, it's Donkey Kong, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's strictly opinion based. That's it. Yes, for me, memorable Donkey Kong Country is the most memorable soundtrack of my entire life. There you so go. That's the and, answer, and that's perfectly okay. That's perfectly okay. So that was the poll that I did for Patreon, the patrons this week. I will start doing them weekly again because I actually miss doing them. And now that I know people want me to do them, I will do them. I also, really quickly, I didn't mention this to the guys. Um, This is something that the patrons know privately. We are going to be doing a patron book club. Um, I've been been wanting to do this for months. Uh, The idea originally came out of when the pandemic first started happening. I was like, well, we're all going to need something to do. And I... You know, I have a feeling the second wave is going to be coming and not necessarily we're going to be right back where we were a few months ago, but there's going to be some variation of that or some variant of that. And so I was like, yeah, I want to start a book club. And I was kind of dragging my feet the past few months. We've been trying to get stuff set up for the site and whatnot, but I'm going to go ahead and push forward with that and get that on the ground. And we're boots to the ground, as they say. So that's going to books to the ground. Am I right? Hey, no, we're going to boots to the ground books in our hands more like it. But, um, if that type of thing interests you, um, we're going to be like reading a few chapters of a book every few weeks and we're going to get together and have a small discussion about it. I will kind of curate the conversation there. Um, what's the first book? We're going to be doing the third policeman by Flann O'Brien or Brian O'Nolan. Uh, Flann O'Brien was his uh, penned alias. Uh, it is a very classic book. It is a phenomenal book, one of my favorite books of all time. Um, so if that, that kind of thing interests you, if you just, um, you can join the Discord and hop in there and do that. Um, not necessarily have to be a part of the, the Patreon. Uh, that's not necessary, but it was kind of something as a way for uh, the patrons, the patrons and us to hang out. So Rich is going to be a part of it and I'm going to be a part of it as well. So if that kind of thing interests you, um, head over to the discord at the very least. And if, if you want, check out the patron where we're going to be talking about like book club stuff and what, whatnot like that. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, that's available. Patreon.com slash sword chomp. Let's get the fuck out of here. Good lordy, you are blessed with this mighty podcast after we've been gone for a week and then things will get back to normal. So looking forward to seeing you next week for The Last of Us 2 First Impressions. Again, thank you, Josh, for being here from Michigan, Shay from Japan, Rich from New York while he was here, 
And of course, I'm General Mountain Time Morgan here in Montana. Thanks for listening to the show. As usual, rate, subscribe, share with your friends, get the Chompcast name out there. We love you, Chomp Nation. We will see you next week.